Talking Tesla. Talking Tesla. Tesla. I'm not sure if like my foot should be on the brake or the accelerator. They put reins on Elon. It must be some sort of geometrical algorithm. Are you ready now? Oh, I'm sure this is math. Tom. <laughs> Robert. Yeah. Well, all right, fellas. Well, that's that. How am I expected to drive a car without autopilot? So here's the deal. You know, I'm not a good parker, Tom. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. Just think that this is a car company that is run by super Auto geeks. All oh, the other cars are going to be stupid cars compared to this car. Tesla. You don't even have Tesla. Tesla. Yep. I remember that. You've got a Model I've X. seen the future, <laughs> and it is light pole charging. No, I wouldn't call it a screw-up. Do you like your Model X? God, it's beautiful. All right, do you want to start the show? Yeah, so this week, Robert, we're not going to play with our moustache. In front of the microphone. This is the behind the scenes. This is the show before the show. It's Talking Tesla 80, where Tom is the angry one. Thank you. Why am I always hopefully, the angry one on this show? Hopefully this is only the portion that goes to the 100 a month Patreon All right. subscribers. So I was gone last there week. there are none. Well, you didn't notice. I, I'm sure everyone else did. Yeah. Let's be completely honest. I think there were crickets. Yeah. Crickets, yes. Crickets? And I have a question for you, gentlemen, and it's probably a question that you've dealt with. Did you listen to the show? Many times. Let's just move on. <laughs> so. Let's just move Thought on so. to the question. This is my very busy time of the year. You yeah. cannot underappreciate that. Unappreciate appreciate it. You you probably don't appreciate that. Dude, I so appreciate that I'm not involved in the business yeah. of your life right now. Tom is running a very large, very complicated conference I used to have something to do with, and now I don't, and I have less chest pain. My coronary arteries are feeling do me a much favor. better. Don't call it a conference. <gasps> oh, that's a tagline. You just <laughs> threw that in right now. Damn. No, because it isn't. It isn't. It's a learning anyway, experience. It's an event. Nobody care. Well, some people care because there's some ER docs here, but the other people don't care. Go on. So... Very often when I'm out there ambassadorizing for event ev- electrical vehicles, yes. yes, people ask me questions about them. And I want to know how you guys answer these questions. Please. Oh, I'm going to play – When you say you guys, do you mean us too you, or Tesla Nation? No, you and, Ro- you and Mel, Robert. Yeah. Robert. You and Robert and Mel. Mel. Mel you and, and Robert, Robert Mel. Go. Mel. You're basically one person. Yeah, we've become one, one. Very rich, double, quadruple Tesla-owning person. Melbert. Between us, we have four. Melbert. Go on. Yes. Between you, you have four. Between us, we have five. (laughs) All of us. That's true. And soon six, Model 3. Will you... All right, and get so, going with this so story. I want to buy. I want to buy an electric car. Yes, yes. I, but I don't know very much about them. I live in an apartment. Yes, I drive like thirty miles uh, each way to work. Yes, there's you, not really a charger near my office. I don't yes. think. Oh, I good. don't know that my landlord's going to let me plug in. Can I? Can I buy an electric car? Yes, you can buy anything you want. This is America. No, but like, how am I gonna? How am I gonna? I know this was brought up by uh, our friend from Berlin a few weeks ago, saying mm. uh, same thing. I live in an apartment and uh, street parking can't even have parking in the garage. That's why he wants to see these metro stations where you go to the supercharger. Right. No, but metro I want to know what you tell people. This is the what this I is the point them? of this. Like when I'm having, it's like I'm a okay. I'm a non EV owning okay. person. I've never owned one. And yes. I've come to you because yes. I'm like, you You know something about EVs, Mel. You yes. you also, Robert, have a little bit of insight. Well, I'm very honest with them. Will them. it work for me? Thank I'm you. very honest with them. And I say, uh, if that's your circumstance, if you can't plug in at work, if you can't plug in at home, and there's not a supercharger next door, I don't think we're quite ready for you yet. Uh, I would hold off 
And uh, let's see what happens with some more infrastructure stuff because it's near. It's not fair. It's going to be a pain in their buttocks. I also know for sure I can't afford a Tesla. So, like, can I buy a Bolt? You can buy a Bolt, but the same thing applies. So it's not going to work for me? Like, is you there something? You need to plug in somewhere. That's the. It's like saying I don't – there are no gas stations within 50 miles of my house. Should I buy an ice car? Uh, probably not. But that's but people would do that for sure. To be honest with you, but my question is, what, what, where? I really want to though, Mel. Can I? What? Where can I go? Is there a place like I could go regularly? Here, around where do you live? Home? Open up Plugshare. Uh huh. Let's yes. see if there are some stations around you. If okay. there's some stations near you, I'd see like, yeah, Walmart's got one over there, and McDonald's has one there, and yep, yeah, now you can buy your. So car. I'm gonna have to pay for charging, and I might not be able to charge overnight. Is there something you think I could tell my landlord that would maybe yeah, talk st- him into it? St- Sticking a freaking charge, you, you loser. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't going that well. It's not going that well. Well, so you have to think a little bit out of the box. You know, I'm thinking back long time ago before I bought – Before I bought any Japanese car. Before, So we've talked about this on the show, right? I used to be a American car guy. I used to like to get my hands dirty. And then I discovered the Japanese cars in like the maybe late 80s, early 90s. And I was like, whoa, this is amazing. Don't have to fix them. They just drive. And then I started noticing how many darn Japanese cars there are on the road. It's like once you get sensitized to something, it becomes apparent and it becomes very commonplace for you. So if somebody just bought a car that you've never heard of, it just seems in the next couple of months, you're going to see a whole lot of those cars. And it's like they just fell out of the sky, but really they were there. You just never thought to look for them. And that goes the same for charging. So if you have no experience charging a car, you may not even have a clue that there's Chatamo chargers around you, CCS chargers around you. Like in my neighborhood, there's a Trader Joe's and there's a parking structure. And you could drive around that parking structure looking for a parking spot and not even realize that between the pillars on the first floor is one of each. A J1772, a Chatamo, and a CCS charger, they're free. They're put in by the city. And I've gone, I'd say probably nine out of ten times I go there, I plug in because no one else is plugging in. It's getting a little more popular now that there are more cars and they have to add more chargers, I think. But I don't think people realize they're even there. So this person, whoever we're talking to, I would encourage them over the next 30 days, number one, download PlugShare. Great idea, Mel. And look to see what's in your area. And maybe look into – so if you're considering – I don't know what your price range is, if it's like a Leaf price range or a Tesla price range. I just want the right car that will work for my commute, man. Well, depends on your pocketbook. So Mm -hmm. think about how much you're going to spend on this car and go look online. Is there a Leaf Owners Club in your neighborhood? Is there a – Prius plug-in Prius owners club in your neighborhood or in your region and spend a couple of hours online and you know communicate with these folks and those are the people to really ask questions of because they know your local situation and for me like i said things change all the time a hospital puts in a charger wonderful then they start charging for everything after 4 hours not so wonderful if you're stuck working for 10 hours so You know, it's a fluid market. You need to be flexible. It's a different paradigm. And it's much better than driving an ice car, though. I do have to come clean from last week. I was spouting off about the most popular 
Toyota, right? The Camry. The Camry, most popular car in the United States. Talking about how far they can drive. Yes, the range, go. And and in comparison to a Tesla, the the higher-end Camry, the V6, does like 465 miles, which is quite a lot of miles. I'm sorry, 425 miles. The four-cylinder, right, the smaller ones, it might be – they're still not going to be like a a Model 3, right? The Model 3 still blow them away as far as quickness goes. Those can go really far, like 600 miles on on internal combustion gasoline. Yes, uh, so that's why we need uh, more range. Can I have a 75, 95-kilowatt-hour battery? We're going to get back to that. But first of all, you know what? Um, We're in the new studio. If you've noticed the superior quality of the audio, it's because we've got a new studio, Con Carpet. And we've all <laughs> and we've all taken a shot of Jameson whiskey before I don't, we started. I don't think that's the word. <laughs> carpet is not probably not the uh, right word. I believe word. the Spanish for carpet is carpet. <laughs> Floor covering. I don't I don't think that's correct. And but, I was just showing uh, Tom and the guys around and um, I'm waiting for that solar roof because I need a new roof on one of the structures out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been thinking about north facing uh, roofs, Thomas. Right? Mm. Because I've always been told that you can't put a solar on a north-facing roof in the northern hemisphere because the south, south is where all the ray rays come from. The ray rays, yeah. Ray rays mm-hmm. come from the south. The, all the ray rays. But sure. then I was reading, you know, if you can, it depends on the pitch of the roof and stuff, and you'll get less than if it's south-facing. But there's a whole bunch of people who can't put solar on a north-facing roof yeah. or to can't put solar on a south-facing roof, so they put it on a north-facing roof, and you, there's calculators online. Did you know there's this thing called the internet? What? Really? Hold on. Wait, hold on a second. And it has calculators What does it do? It? it does everything. Interesting. Kind of everything. And uh, you can place, you can put in there your how much room you have and the angle and which uh-huh. way it faces, and it'll tell you how much uh, how do I find energy, this, energy. How do I find this internet? Apparently, <laughs> it's, apparently it's everywhere. It's a little bit like this thing called The Force. I'm sorry? It's everywhere. And it is powerful. Is it? So, but, and it is a little like The Force, right? Because half of it's evil and the other half is not? Exactly. That's, <laughs> that would be the dark web. <laughs> so then I was thinking to myself, I'm going to put this uh, Tesla self. Out power structure wall roof up thing and then i thought i want to have storage let's make this uh studio situation completely 100 percent green energy green green so i thought okay we'll probably need a hundred kilowatt hour battery at least all right i don't know that'll do like three days and uh it could charge up a car so let's let's say a hundred just round figures we're going to put a hundred kilowatt battery uh-huh, in there. yeah then i, I like went that. to this thing called the internet i think i was just talking about wait it. I, yeah i heard about it it sounds like it's fascinating place and to i be. went to the tesla website and i uh-huh. thought well how much for a power pack you know a hundred kilowatt mm-hmm. hour power pack storage the thing, the thing that looks like a refrigerator the refrigerator version you know how much a 100-kilowatt-hour power pack is? $100,000. 112500 thank you very much. I was I was rounding around it. It cost as much as a Tesla. But did Southern California Edison pay that price or whoever, Department of Water and Power, well, whoever it was? they bought like 300 of them. Right, they bought I'm sure it's volume you get them. them. I only want one. Anyway, <laughs> so then I thought to myself, Self, well, what about power walls? Let's slap up, let's say, 100 kilowatt hours of power walls, which would be approximately seven of those 14 kilowatt hour mm-hmm. batteries. And you know how much that costs? How much? Less. $40,000. Mm-hmm. Just Forty. It's good to get the big number first because then it seems like forty thousand is a deal. <laughs> it's a deal. It so what's for, up with that? It would take forever to pay that off, though. Uh, it's not about payback, Tom. It's about doing the right thing. Well, but it's about but, the planet. It's yes, about saying. But for a lot of people that are listening to this show, forget those people. Uh, hey, people. He didn't mean. 
Don't We've been off the, the do, power. The, do as he doesn't do or as he doesn't This is say. about having a company that wants to be completely green, like your oh, Amazons okay. and your Apples, and you're like, sometimes you've got to put a little bit of money up front to go completely green. So now, I think I'm going to do it, but those, I'll get the power wall, not the power pack is what I'm getting at. But you know those companies only did that because it made economic sense. I don't know about no, that. No, I think both. I That's think something why... like Apple, it's pretty baked in that they try and be green, although their new laptops, which are all glued together, are the least recyclable product in the world. What were you thinking, Apple? <laughs> but that's a whole nother podcast. So anyway, there you go. Just want to let you know, 100 kilowatt hours, right. $40,000. My guess is that the power pack, the big refrigerator, is more robust for commercial situations, right. the, the ups and the downs, maybe a higher quality inverter. Now, you can daisy chain up to 10 power walls together, yeah. and that would cost you about 55000 plus. Oh, up to 10. No, you said up seven. Up but you can do up to 50. 10, and 10 would be $55,000 plus, according to the website, which is on the internet, internet which we've ooh. heard about. It says it's only 2300 for installation. So you buy one, it's like 1400 for installation. You buy 10, I guess the guy's already at your place. Right. <laughs> Not that big of a deal. As long as you have so room on the wall. So what I'm confused about, and maybe you guys can tell me, Ooh. I doubt it. <laughs> So you're right. The power pack is for cycling a lot. Mm -hmm. The power walls used to be two versions, Mm -hmm. cycle every day Mm -hmm. and then battery backup when the lights go out. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really say on the website now whether it's a cycle every day situation because that's why I'd be buying. I'd be like, I'll buy this and I'm actually just going to make my solar or use my solar, cycle it every day. It doesn't really make it clear right now if the current version, because they dropped one, this 14-kilowatt-hour one is robust for daily cycling. So I'm going to have to call my friendly neighborhood uh, solar city guy. What's his name? Gordon. Gordy. I'm going to give Gordy a call and ask him. I bet Gordon loves being called Gordy. Gordy, mate. But he nah, loves it. He's not a Gordy guy. He's more of a <laughs> Gordon guy. Yeah. Gordon who used that was That was facetious, like, yeah. conversation. Right. Can so. we talk about 8.1? What? No, actually, Ooh. hang on. Hold the presses. Bearing the lead again. Somebody oh in this room God. just got a new Tesla. Oh, my God. Please summarize the experience. Well, Robert, who has a Tesla, it's quite old. He's had it for four years. He puts 30,000 miles a year on it. Bought a new Tesla. He says it's going to be his last car. Go. Well, I said it was going to be my last car to my wife. <laughs> she doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> I don't think she does nobody, anymore. Nobody in this room knew you were lying either, Robert. We all knew you were lying, Robert. Go on. <laughs> so I figured, you know, back in uh, December when they said supercharging was going to go away, I was going to buy another Tesla soon anyway because my car doesn't have any features, right? It has no – the only camera it has is – Stupid car. Backup camera. <laughs> oh, God. And it has – so it has no wavy lines. It has no folding mirrors. It has no nothing other than the basic stuff which was awesome. I still love that car. In mm. fact, I wish I could just, just not enough to keep upgrade it. it. Well, I wish I could upgrade it with some of these features mm. that are now available. Yeah. So I went ahead and popped for the new car, and it's the same color. I got the all-glass roof, which I can tell you, amazing. Not the panorama, the sunroof, but the all-glass oh, roof. Oh, the all-glass. Really. And it's actually a good thing I did because my son is now like 6'5", and when he sits in the back seat, now his head – just touches the glass <laughs> instead of being shoved into the ceiling. Excellent. And so it's been a pretty stress-free event, right? The only stress was earning the money to pay for the car. All of those nudges. Yeah. All of those In fact, nudges. I was thinking of making a license plate that said 17 shifts a month because <laughs> that's basically for two years about what I did. And so 
Um, the the experience was great. There was a, a woman, Nicole, very lovely lady. I've never actually, actually, I did. I spoke to her a couple of times. She had to badger me during a string of shifts to kind of get my SH together so that I could get my paperwork done and get, you know, some money to them. And she was very lovely, you know, a perfect example of Tesla like culture, very enthusiastic, understanding, but at the same time firm because I wanted to delay my pickup until this week, which is first week of April, because I'm actually driving to San Francisco and I figured I'll just pick it up at the factory. Yes. Do the tour. It'd be the whole bomb experience. And she was like, no, we've already delayed seven more than seven days. My limit is seven days. I can't delay delivery once the car is ready for more than seven days. You need to take delivery of the car. And basically what they were saying is we need to deliver every last car in quarter one yes. that we possibly can. Or stock price will go crashy crash. Right. And breaking news yesterday, they delivered over 25,000 cars in quarter one. Yesterday? Yes. Oh, in, in one quarter day. one. In well, quarter one, they the, just announced I thought it was the just yesterday. That must have been a busy day at the that, factory. That would have been a killer day. <laughs> yeah, well, soon we'll be there when they have multiple factories going. But so they made their goal. So so uh, Elon can be on par, truthful, that he wants to put out 50,000 cars in the first half of the year. We talked about that a few shows ago. And so the delivery experience was out of this world. Get this, and I put a. This was the fifteen-minute delivery experience. Well, so let me just start at the beginning. Absolutely not. It was not. Could not. Well, I I kind of had a hybrid of the fifteen-minute experience (laughs) only because we drove up in a roadster. So a buddy of mine who's in the club, Rob, Mm -hmm. uh, has a roadster. Everybody in the club's name Rob Gillen. Well, it's not Australian. The Australian club, you know what everybody's name is. Bruce. You're not know Bruce. Hey, Bruce. That's going to cause some confusion. Hey, Bruce in Australia. And so um, Rob and I have been back and forth. He wanted to, you know, kind of experience this. There's, it was delivery at the new, or I think it was temporary new, Culver City Hub. Hub. They were all hub. calling it the Hub, which was this amazing open, like, warehouse space that looked like a nightclub, Right. Red lights, uh, spotlights. They had sad people that are drunk looking for <laughs> happiness. Broken, never broken high heel shoes. <laughs> it was amazing. You show up. They've got Tesla banners flapping in the wind. Valet to take your car. You go up this ramp into this beautiful building, and once you go in, bam, you're met with a desk. There's all these smiling faces there. You're met ready. with a desk. Yeah, yeah, they have this like Tesla stand up desk where they're ready to kind of like drive you through or I can't drive you through the delivery experience. There was like a bar. They're serving cocktails Thank or at you. least beer Shatties. and, and um, good. Uh, espresso. There was a kid's area for playing with Hold games. Hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me. So there's a bar yeah. in the place where you pick up the car, to where drive. you drive the I was car. thinking the same thing. It's sort of uh, – <laughs> Seems wrong. Does anybody see anything wrong with that picture? <laughs> no. Well, when I, when, I, when I observed the half a dozen other buyers getting their cars, they were there with their significant others and friends and children who would not be drinking at the bar, understandably. And so I think responsibility goes with this company. 
Tom. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> no, with Tom. I've been to Tom. It's straight to the bar. I've hop been, in the car. Crash it. I've oh, been to a be lot of car dealerships. Never yes. once had they been like, so would you like a beer while you're waiting <laughs> to take your car? No, in fact, this was like going to Studio 54. This was like a nightclub experience. This so place, there was cocaine? And <laughs> sadness. The ceiling was dark. There were red lights reflecting all over the place. There were these studio lights on the cars. And then you walk through the bar area mm-hmm. and you come out. And, and I came out already with like a bag full of swag. And they gave me a bottle of water, which was really nice. Am I, I the was only one that's picturing him in a low-cut dress right now, walking through <laughs> yes. Studio 54? Yes, you are. <laughs> you could. I, mean, I swear, this place totally The pictures like you it. Uh, posted looked, it looked stunning. And you know what I thought after I saw those pictures in your description of what went on? Mm-hmm. Paid too much for this car. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. You could say that. And so there were all these beautiful cars all lined up, ready for people to take delivery. And Each car had a little cocktail table next to it with a little banner that says, you know, congratulations, here is your new car. I'll pull out my banner just so the boys can. I gotta say, he's just sent me a picture of this. It looks beautiful in there. It's this giant warehouse with like you know exposed wood up the top. It looks fantastic. So they just built this twenty k a car building. Why have they got this? Are they delivering so many from the Culver City area that that makes it worthwhile? I mean, this I place this is freaking sort of huge. It's the hub, Mel. Did it's you like hear him? The West true. LA hub. It's the oh, hub. Oh, look, and he's got a little sign that says, congratulations, Robert Rosenblum. Now, this is on a piece of paper on an uh, inkjet printer. Yeah. So this is not very expensive, so I'll, that's okay. It's color. It is color. And it's <laughs> two color. Welcome to the Tesla family. They didn't know. See, if they were smart, they would have went, welcome back. Back or Welcome congratulations again. on again. Like they should have known. They should have used the right tense. Ah, Tom. They should understand. Hey, Robert. I want. Thanks for picking up your second car. I'm going to bring, instead of a symbol to the next show, I'm just going to bring a trash can lid. <laughs> Oscar. <laughs> hey. How, how long that, did it take? How, how is that me being a grouch? You know uh, what? It's, it's a good story. I, I it's really, a good theme. You got to go with the theme. It's not my turn this week. It's I don't turn. understand what you people How are... long did it take? Longer than this segment. Yeah, this segment <laughs> taking a long time. From the Jesus time I walked Christ. up, walked through the little espresso bar area to the car, they were ready to hand me the keys. I just mm-hmm. had to sign three papers. The guy had to walk and make a photocopy of the papers and have, I think, the registered dealer for the Tesla for that day's Tesla experience, sign the papers, come back, put all the papers in this black Tesla folder that I'm holding. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah, yes. Very nice. And then um, a photographer came and took pictures of me next to the car. Oh, he's lovely. you know, he's posing me. He says, okay, put your hand on the roof above the driver's door. Come kneel in the front and put your hand on the front left corner panel. Then he says, uh, walks me over to the cocktail table where I have the sign. And he takes a picture of me by the sign with the car behind me. Did you marry your Tesla? <laughs> and then, well, they're going to email me these pictures at some point. Everything wrong with this. Everything. <laughs> so I don't great. even care anymore. <laughs> it's so great. And then some guy who uh, obviously knows has not had any beer at the bar, gets in my car and drives it out through the back door of the place. And the car is waiting for me outside for me to drive away. That is a pretty cool experience. I know it was a long story, but these pictures, I want to get my car from there. Yeah. But this is not going to work for Model 3 deliveries when they have to do 500,000 of these. This must have taken you an hour. How long did it take? No, I, I literally, I think this might have been done in 20 minutes. 
So to do it in five minutes, which they need to do to deliver Model 3s, it's going to be more like dragging get, you by the collar, come here, and get, running through. Get rid of the bar, take yeah. a picture with your phone, sign the paper, get the hell out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I even took a picture, a video of him driving my car out. And he did it very, uh, very safely. Yeah. It's a long, it took him a long time to drive the car out through this backdoor ramp. And I thought, this is amazing. This place could deliver 19 cars probably every hour. So uh, here's, this is another way they can differentiate the S and the X from the three is that right. when you get the S and the X, you go and have this experience. You've got the bar. you got the little uh, burgers. you got your sliders. Mm-hmm. you got all this. There's no burgers dresses. or sliders listed. Uh, that's coming. But I do have a simulation of how the Model 3 could be. <laughs> go. You ready? Go. Uh, hey, here's your car. Get the hell out. That's <laughs> right. Uh, thanks for coming. What's your name, Robert? It's a stupid name. Can I, see, can I see some ID? Yeah, that's yours. Go. Go. Why are you still here? Nicole did send me a couple of emails, one of them with like nine different Tesla videos. Like, how does your key work? How does the door work? How do you charge? <laughs> how does your how key do you, work? How do you set your settings with the touchscreen? I mean, basically, there was about 25, 30 minutes worth of videos there. So they don't do the walkthrough anymore. There is – well, one of them was a walkthrough video, but they're much shorter. No, but I like th- when you pick the oh. car up, they used to like sit in the car with you and be like, no. here's this and here's that. That's no what walk- happened with us. Yeah, and we same- bought a, a pre-owned. Well, but and, and when I bought mine, my first one, we did that same thing too. And I thought right. I knew everything about the car and I was so overwhelmed. Of course you don't. How could you? Right. When I got the Bolt There's so with, much in that When car. I got the Bolt with uh, Grandpa a couple of months ago, or yeah. a month ago, their walkthrough, three yeah. hours. I mean, I had to leave. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and they're like, then you can do this and then you can set that. What would you like to set the radio station to? And yeah. at first it's like, um, well, this is very thorough. Can I but literally like three hours in, it's like, could you stop now? <laughs> Just show him how to turn it on, put the foot on the brake. Right, we'll work yeah. out later. They were going through every sub-menu. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And I walked off. I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. You can't absorb it, right? No. no. You're an educator, right, Mel? Yeah, you can only re- educate Tom, for five minutes. Tom, you're an educator, right? That, what's would, the, that what, would be incorrect. What's the, <laughs> what's the attention span when you're trying to put m- information? Who am I talking to? ER docs? Yeah. Eight seconds. If you're talking to me right <laughs> now, we're, we've already passed it. All right. Here I am sitting in my brand new Model X. I'm going to turn off the air conditioning. Though I haven't yet uh, worked with the biohazard defense mode. But sitting here in the car, I'm uh, delighted. I'm noticing a lot of things that are different. One, the ride quality is much better than my Gen 1 2013 Model S. It feels tighter, and I didn't even have it on the sport steering. It was on comfort steering mode. I'm going to uh, turn on the creep, uh, regenerative braking. It's standard uh, traction control. Interesting. There's a lot of new options on the screen when I look down through the different choices. Uh, Cold weather options, I popped for that because it's very nice when you're traveling. I'm looking to see. It looks like I have 18.4 miles on the odometer and I just put 2.6 miles on it. Uh, Let's see. Power management is on. I'm going to turn that off so I can keep my car easily accessible. And the screen brightness is very bright. Maybe that's why it feels like the screen is is better somehow and the um, rear view camera when I put it into reverse is so much sharper 
I think they must have upgraded the type of camera because I can actually see individual stones in the asphalt behind my car. That's amazing. Uh, turn that off. The map looks even clearer and crisper. I think the screen and maybe the camera itself are in better condition. Uh, I'm really enjoying the proximity uh, detectors, the ultrasonics. Uh, that's really nice. It's telling me where there are curbs and things. I'm getting a lot more information. And uh, I have no squiggly lines. In fact, I have no lines. There is no um, automatic lane assist available to me until I've driven about 150 miles and the cameras calibrate. So I think I'm going to be going on some drives this weekend. Let's move on and talk about 8.1. But, oh, I've got to go back to the car Oh, wait, we're not moving on yet? This Delivery is the second non I just want to know one effing thing. One thing. Yes. Uno. Do you have wavy lines? I have no lines. I'm beginning to believe no that I have the- No lines at all. He has no oh, lines. No lines? None. Because what? the camera oh, needs- got better The camera on any car. So be it a uh, uh, hardware two car that just got 8.1 update mm-hmm. and- uh, or my car, which has got the 8.1 and has not been – I picked it up. It had like 14 miles on it. Bastards. Why are they driving around the Tesla <laughs> parking lot in your car? Actually, you should have seen the energy meter. I never took a picture of it. I'm so bummed because I started – I got in my car. I drove out – okay, this is a sub story. I drove out of the delivery center. I drove home. It's literally two miles away from my home. And I get home and I'm like, how is my average energy use like 680 watt hours per mile? <laughs> and I looked at the energy graph. And after I picked it up, it's way down here, way low, 250, 300. Before that, it's all like seven maxed out. It's pegged to the top. And I figured, whoa, somebody was having fun with my car. They drove those 14 miles very quickly. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) goodness. They must have been like, I don't know. Yeah. Probably they put it on one of those little spinny McJobbers in the the factories. Sure. I like to call them spinny McBobbers. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, That's what it's called. You can call it a dynamometer if you want. So you're asking me about lines. Yeah. So you have to drive the car 150 miles for the cameras to calibrate. So all the way here on the freeway, I was kind of like in the fast lane and I'm kind of like swerving to the right and swerving to the left, making sure it sees the line and trying to make it. You didn't drive it here. Well, I drove it to. A, you just made that whole thing up. I drove it to a place in uh, the other side of the valley to get it covered. I'm not going to say by whom because I don't know what kind of job they're going to do. If they do a yeah. crappy job, I'll definitely get their name <laughs> out. <laughs> wow. But they have it. My son followed me in the Gen 1 Model S. and uh, Poor so, kid. Did you race him? No. Poor, poor kid had to drive the Gen yeah, 1. Yeah, <laughs> He's a really what safe a, driver. What a loser he's got. <laughs> First generation test. So uh, no wavy lines. You're going to get some wavy lines, 150 miles. If anybody, if one more person tells me, just wait for your camera to calibrate and the wavy lines will go away, I'm going to reach through the radio and choke the living hell out of you. Yeah. I've uh, driven thousands of miles. I've had five updates to the software. It's broken. It needs a firmware update or it needs a screwdriver. Tesla, are you listening? Is this thing on? I have a theory. Will you come and fix my effing camera? It's driving me crazy. Go on. Tesla's not happy with you, Mel. And they're testing your patience. Oh, and they are clearly not it. winning. I have two suggestions. Have none. Two. Please, He's got two, two, two fingers suggestions. up. Go Uno. What, what does the California lemon law say? Uh, you don't have about to cite it. Three, yeah, times same three times for in, the like, same thing. Yeah. Okay. That's one. Okay. Number two, I have somebody who runs a service center who's a friend of mine. Hello. And I'm so sick 
and tired of listening to you about the wavy lines Get that I'm in. going to give you her phone number. No. Thank you. No. Why not? I'm not sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm rather enjoying him. Yeah. He's so uh-huh. sick. But I get in the X and the lines are so perfect and the auto steering is so perfect. I get in my car and I'm flopping around like a fish. That stupid one camera X of yours. <laughs> one camera X is unbelievable. All right. 8.1 update. Um, let's finally get to the first story. Oh, this what? is going to be a 17-hour no, recording. it's really and not. And Tom's going to leave the new studio. <laughs> Um, okay, so here's uh, from Tesla Ruddy. We love those guys. So here's the stuff you got on the 8.1 update. I thought this was a massive user interface, huge change, and it's not. So you got an 80 mile an hour uh, traffic aware cruise control Woo-hoo. thing, which is great. You can do lane changes. You can summon the car. Well, you can. You got some voice commands. All of this is basically for hardware 2.0 updates mm-hmm. to bring it up to hardware 1.0. Parody. Um, favorites for the radio, big deal. But most importantly, most importantly, you tap the little T on the center console screen three times, ding, 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 and you get a big giant whiteboard and you can draw pictures on it. Yes, I did draw my junk and I didn't hit public. Did you? Okay, let me ask you this question. Did you learn this from the message that I posted to you or did you learn it from another source? I learned it from a little guy called Elon Musk who tweeted yes. out right after the software update came out, hey, tap on the uh, little T three times, see what happens. And I did it slowly and nothing would happen. But uh, I then did it fast. So you've got to tap this fast. And up comes the whiteboard. Have you got it yet? And can you save it? You can post it. I don't know where it posts Negative. To. You cannot save it. You can post it. To what? And it says, are you really sure you want Tesla to look at your artwork? And then the no says, no, I don't think the world is ready for my art. Did you post your junk? I did not. <laughs> and I wrote rude words. <laughs> And I didn't post so it was that like either. really tiny right in the middle of the screen. Yeah, it was like a dot. <laughs> it was a dot. So did you guys actually look at the pictures that Elon posted? Yeah, there's so a unicorn. How, yeah, there's, there's a, a Mona uni- Lisa. There's a unicorn with uh, a rainbow and multiple suns. And I'm not sure who actually made these. The, the Mona Lisa is signed. Does it work while you're driving? I'm not sure who that is. That's me. Is that you? I wrote that. I'm, we're looking at the signature. It says 2017, but it looks like. Are we on a radio show? INEF. So I um, <laughs> the wavy lines didn't get fixed. Okay, no. I'll give it another 150 what? miles to not calibrate. Why not? And uh, then Dave Mason, friend of the show, been on a number of times, mm-hmm. has a brand new S. Uh, it's got hardware 2.0. Very excited about the 8.1 update. He says his regenerative braking has now basically almost completely gone. He did go on. And he clicked it up to like regen as much as you can, and it's kind of disappeared. This happened to me. That'd be awesome, by the way. A few weeks ago, I like that. Uh, maybe a month ago, I There's called only him and two said, "Settings. There's only two settings. Dose. Same thing happened on my car. Like mm-hmm. the regenerative braking just sort of stopped working, and then magically it came back. So, talking Tesla Nation, anybody else out there having sort of regenerative uh, cruising braking sort of disappear on them? What's going on here? Is this a software issue? Hello? Anybody else? Hello? Hello? Is this thing on? No, I haven't noticed it, but I would, on some levels, I know this sounds counterintuitive, but I think I might welcome it. No. Why? Because I feel like sometimes you can just, if the regenerative on on the RAV4 before it was demolished by a lovely young lady in an intersection, you could turn it off completely and you could coast on that car forever. Ever. So if you got up to speed and you saw yourself coming to a red light maybe four or five, six hundred yards down the down the way, right. you could kind of coast into it and not use 
anything. If you had regen breaking, it would just eventually break after like 200 yards, and then you'd have to power up again. So I found on that car specifically, and my wife even more so, you could actually get more by not having the regen breaking on if you were really paying attention to it. Well, you can turn it off in the Tesla if you want. You can't turn it all the way off. Can't you? It's just low it's and It's low more. and high. That's correct. Yeah, you ah, cannot turn it all really the way up. Can't turn so it's away. sort of like uh, hypermiling. Right, but if you went like so in for instance if you went up the grapevine, right, on the way down, yeah. right? You, you could get it, up to 150 it, miles right, an hour. Like you could you could t- <laughs> <laughs> you take your f- foot off the accelerator, it's going to break. Right, it's going to break down that hill, and and it's, you're not going to be able to to coast all the way. But down. you get so much energy back. I don't know. Isn't this what Bolt the Bolt has? Doesn't it have a lever on the steering wheel that you can engage regenerative braking using the lever on the? Steering I'm not wheel. sure, but I, again, like the Toyota, you could turn it on and off, so that was great. But you had to go through menus. No, no. was this a switch? Right. I think it was like in the built into the the gear shifter. I see. So it sounds like almost like you would like to have a paddle shifter type device. I'd like to have the option to turn it off in situations where I'm going downhill or want to coast for long distances. All right. right. Listening but with a Tesla? paddle shifter, that's something you can do while you're in motion. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That'd yeah. be great. I would like that. I mean, I think it would be a good feature. And, and, and again, if you're aware of it, I don't know. I mean, I didn't do the math side by side and, and drive exactly the same to see if regen was getting me more. But it just – it felt like you could go farther without it in yes. my opinion. Cool. Well, I was a little bit underwhelmed with uh, 8.1. Underwhelmed! And um, and I'm still a little <laughs> bit upset. A little a bit little? upset about the a wavy little? lines. Uh, Tesla, is this thing on? What? You did that one already. Yeah, I'm doing it again. Because <laughs> uh, you need to fix my effing car. Let's talk about autonomy. This is from Stephen Seven. <laughs> no. no. Sven. Sven. <laughs> Van der Lund. Seven. Oh. Van der wow. Lund. Va- Westerland. Vasterlund. Sorry, oh my you, you almost said the F word. Oh. I, I said upsetting. it about you and at you, yes. It's Sven Westerland. Yeah, that's what I said. On no. <laughs> not no, not even at the end, actually, is not, not what you said. He sent oh, us yeah. a link to a fully charged show, which is a very good show you can find I watched on, this, by the way. on uh YouTube. And it's a cool video of uh, Nissan with all this LIDAR and full autonomy and very the guy cool. in there is yeah. driving around and um doing a really nice job mm-hmm. of autonomously driving. And I say, this is cool. This is wonderful. This is nice. This is large. This is big. This is remarkable. <laughs> this is when. And guess what year it's going to come 2020. out? 2020. Wow. Magic year. That's magic year. Year. Sometimes it's 2025. Uh, mostly it's 2020 because it's far enough in the future that but, nobody's going to remember. But this thing was pretty cool. It had like 17 different systems, right? 12 cameras, four LiDAR, and one other thing. I can't remember what he called it. Uh, But each one of them had its own computer in the trunk, and it was drawing 1.5 kilowatts hour. I don't know. uh, A lot of energy. It was sucking the battery dry. Right. He was was just talking about the watt consumption of right, the because they had 17 the batteries because each of the systems each of the cameras each of the 12 cameras had its own computer and each of the the lidars had its own computer and he's like well yeah we have to figure out how to get this into like one computer right but it drove amazingly and at around 6 30 6 35 of this video the director of autonomy whatever the gentleman that was in the driver's seat not yes. the driver but he was in the driver's seat he says that because they started talking about pedestrians showing 
showing up on the sides as little – they look like uh, Parcheesi ponds kind like of things <laughs> on the side of okay. it or whatever, right? He's like, pedestrian safety first. The car defaults to pedestrian safety first. And I thought that was interesting and the first time I had heard a uh, person of autonomous power, we'll call him, say mm-hmm. pedestrian safety first. But my question is, what about the puppies? Can it see the puppies, Tom? Yeah, no. In fact, on my way here to the new studio driving new roads for me, there's a one long straightaway stretch, right, that runs along the freeway. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of, like, plant material along the one side of the road. Mm -hmm. And I'm just zipping down because I'm running late. And there is a squirrel. Squirrel! One third of the way into the road, he is definitely focused on How do you whatever. know it was a he? She is definitely focused. How do you know it was a she? It is definitely <laughs> focused on what it's doing. And I said to my son, watch, it won't even know we're here because we're rolling up in a quiet Tesla. And sure enough, it was only when the squirrel just started to disappear under the hood that I couldn't see it. <laughs> I hope you stopped <laughs> Tesla.com <laughs> squirrel killer. Maybe I'll listen I to knew this. as I was saying that it was going to come out sounding bad. But actually, it was just off to the right front of my fender, and I was not hitting it. But I knew that. Um, I was just going around it. I couldn't see it. It didn't even pick its head up. But then when it saw you, it turned around and gave you the squirrel middle finger. Well, hopefully, I don't think, I didn't hear anything. I would hope it didn't run under the wheels. We always have to anthropomorphize the animals, don't we? We do. (laughs) Hey, uh, so this brings up, okay, they've got this Nissan and it's got lighter and it's got all this stuff and 2020, blah, blah, blah. Um, And Elon says, uh, again, a couple of months from now, you're going to have full autonomy. Really? Is he really this far ahead of everybody else or has he sold us a bag of goods? Your car can't even see a straight line. My car (laughs) is a special car. Your car can't see a straight line. And I watched 12 minutes of a Nissan driving around what I believe is a London neighborhood doing a very nice job. But did you go back and watch the Tesla video that is online on the internet? Which is also incredibly impressive. The internet? Even better because it has the Rolling Stones playing throughout Thank the video. You. Oh. I'm just saying, Nissan 2020, Tesla this year, uh, are they that far ahead? Again, what Tesla's doing is they're putting all this stuff in every car. They're getting millions to billions of miles of information. Maybe Elon is the smartest one. Electric! I, I really do think – well, let me say a couple of things. No, I, no, no. I really do think that uh, Nissan is pulling the plug – out and going for it, but in their way. And it's a slow, corporate, deliberate way. Uh, The car looked nice. It had a lot of external cameras. They talked about rain. And Japan, it rains. It rains a lot. And he said, yes, rain is a problem. So when it gets raining really hard, but they need to conceal the cameras within some version of like an enclosure. Like in Tesla, if you look at the frontward facing cameras on the B pillars, they're behind like glass, right? So that rain is not going to make as much of a difference because th- there's a sm- there's not like a capture point for the rain on forward-facing cameras on Tesla. On this Nissan, as he was saying, and I thought about Mel, they had exposure of the cameras. They were just popped on in the corners and such. And he also said that um, he – uh, believes that – well, I guess one of the issues that I have is that they went on a very predetermined course. And if they drove a 1,000 times this predetermined two-mile course or 500 times, that thing could learn 
everything really well. But it changes. It went through a roundabout. It was impressive. The roundabout could it have they have Staged. programmed and Fake. programmed and programmed and programmed. It, it's a whole other story when you take this thing out and you have it running on who knows what roads in all over the place. I mean, there's hundreds of millions of miles of roads just in the United States that Tesla can drive on most of them already now. That's freaking amazing. They haven't turned on all those features. I actually used Autopilot 1 on city streets. That's when I discovered that it wasn't slowing down at all for a red light or a stop sign, and I took over. But the the traffic-aware cruise control and the lane assist all worked beautifully, beautifully. But you do understand seeing the red lights and the stop signs sort of critical, right? It is, and I'm it's sure they're the working on that. aspect of the situation. No? It's not optional? Is that just me? For full autonomy – uh, I liked the Nissan, the interface where they showed the the screen and they actually had little things around the lights. If the light was red, there was a red box around it. Yeah, if it was green, yeah. there was a green box around it. It gave the driver a sense that the car was was thinking like you would be. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I don't want it to do that. No, like be a confidence. It's a confidence situation. Yeah, but if you're like, better. does the how about this? If you're sitting there driving around, does the car see that red light? Well, yeah, they put a little box yeah, around it. I yes, the car saying. sees it. You don't think Tesla's going to do that? Tesla's going to. I'm do not that. saying Tesla's, Tesla's the greatest. Not Tesla's the do best. That. I don't. I. I'm not. I'm not comparing apples to an orange that doesn't yet exist. In 2020, it will <laughs> exist. Hey, let's talk about uh, from electric. With the 8.1 update, remember that hardware uh, 2.0 has eight cameras eight. Uh, and wavy lines in some people's cases. I just, mm-hmm. you know, three of those cameras are in front. Mm-hmm. 8.0, mm-hmm. you use one camera. Uno. 8.1 update, according to Fred Lambert from Electric, says that they're now using two, two. of the eight cameras. So once these That's cameras... That's 200% more cameras. That is twice as many. 100% more cameras, is it not? One to two hundred percent of the math. We are two hundred percent as compared to before. One to two is one hundred percent more cameras. It's an infinite amount more. <laughs> Let's cameras. slice this olive a few more ways. So once these calibrate, is it'll there be a bar in-, in this place? <laughs> yeah, and I think somebody's been in it. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what people say who don't have wavy lines. How much better it is? Because one of the things that it's really crappy at one point is crappy at right now is merging traffic. Have you noticed that? The merging traffic, it doesn't really see merging traffic so No, I well. haven't noticed that because oh, my car have doesn't it. have Sorry. any of that. I have Sorry. to actually change lanes in my car and right. signal, although I don't well, signal. Well, there you go. Look, it's all very exciting. Uh, I think next week we'll have some much better updates when people have more miles on this uh, Yeah, when Robert uh, turns his on and, and you don't. That's, that's why I went today to get my front end wrapped because tomorrow I am driving to San Francisco via the factory. And going for a factory tour. Oh, I hope you see the Model 3. And I can't imagine glory. how I'm not going to see the Model 3. You've got to see some sitting out I mean, there. I can imagine touch how it. you're not going to see the Model 3. We went He'll be and tweeting. we didn't see the Model X, really. Well, we kept it very We're, we're going to find out. Hey, speaking of Tesla. What? What about the stock price? That's all we do. Hey, Google, what's Tesla's stock price today? As of 12.18 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time today, the price for Tesla stock on NASDAQ is $292.08, up 4.95% from last Friday. Hello. Wow, somebody made some cash that's this a, week that has big, Tesla. That's a big jump even from over the weekend. It was like it? 270 last 278, week. It's 278, I believe. Okay. It's up $13 today. That's awesome. $13.66, 4.91% today. Except that I didn't actually buy it when it was down to 184. I did. Yeah. What? 
You know that um, there's a there's a number of Tesla shows, um, many of them quite good. You've got a friend over at the Tesla Show now, which is a, one of my favourite podcasts. I love listening to You've those guys. Got Caleb a and what's his name? Caleb and somebody else that's not Caleb do this Tesla Show podcast. Very Mike. good. Mike. They go into these deep dives, not like us, superficial and wrong. They go deep and usually accurate. <laughs> and are you hooking up with Caleb? What's going on? Yeah, so I've got, uh, I'm going for the Tesla tour on Wednesday. And I thought, wow, we're kind of an odd number three. So maybe I can score four tickets because I've seen a lot of people at the tour with multiple people. So I'm working to score one extra ticket and invited Caleb along. And so we're penciled in to go on the tour of the factory together. That means there's going to be four eyes very intently looking for mm-hmm. a Model 3. And we'll be able to report. We're not able to take pictures, right? We're not able to, I don't know, reveal sexy Yeah, facts. you're not able to take any pictures when you're on the tour. <laughs> Nobody has ever done that. Only employees that are getting abused can take pictures. Yeah. yeah. We can set you up with like a Google Glass or something like that. So I believe from all reports, it has to do with the update on deliveries that you spoke of at the beginning of this show where they were ahead of expectations and everybody was like – Really? That's why the stock price yes, went up. That's oh, they correct. met that's their twenty-five thousand the cars and mm-hmm. stock went uppity uppity. They're like, hold on a second, Elon can do something. Let's go all-time high. Anyone? Yeah. Anyone? What is? The, is it all-time high? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, let's talk about the Tesla parking lot. Late breaking news from Robert. No doubt. Late last night. Tell us about the new pictures. So there's three new pictures this on is the, the Tesla. Instagram. Tesla uh, parking lot. Right. There's three new pictures on the Tesla parking lot. My very favorite is the one that I am uh, going to send out a link to, and that is some some dude has his you know green – I'm not sure what this is. It's like a Pinto. I don't know what it's, that is. It's like a Geo or something like that, and he has this pretty lifelike-looking dummy I thought sitting was, in the passenger seat. I thought it was the dude from Halloween when I saw that picture. <laughs> it looks like uh, the dummy uh, from Airplane. Does it not look like Mike it Myers? It looks like Otto. Otto from, uh, yeah. from Airplane. Oh, you know Otto don't. 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 You know what Otto did, right? Don't. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> Otto didn't do it, but the stewardess did. please move on. What other pictures? Anything else interesting? That one's pretty cool. We've said this under time. Go to the Instagram, Tesla parking lot. Hysterical. Look, let's talk about solar and renewable energy. This is from The Guardian. And uh, remember South Australia? Nope. You know which part of Australia it's in? Wait, hold on a second. You so got your Western Australia. There's, there's a, you got your uh-huh. Northern Australia. Okay. Yeah. You got your Eastern Australia. Uh-huh. And you got your South Australia. Is there a Middle Australia? Or do no, all is, the other ones kind middle, of actually. hang out with the rest of it? So in South Australia, they had some issues with, uh, they had a big storm and they had renewable energy and then their interconnects broke down and people were all ticked off. Well, it hasn't actually slowed down uh, the South Australian government there putting in <laughs> some new uh, solar panels. So going forward. <laughs> your one, South African <laughs> accent for an Australian oh, story it's right. is pretty good. It's right. It's <laughs> South Australian or South Africa. Nobody, Is there such nobody, a thing? Nobody could have picked that up. No. No. So uh, they're putting a billion dollars into a solar farm. It's going to be the world's biggest battery farm as well. So get this, 3.4 million solar panels. And this That's is being built like panels. now. But 1.1 million batteries. And I ask myself, self, 1.1 million batteries are these like double A batteries? Because that's a lot of batteries. Probably. They don't say in this article. How big the batteries are. Maybe it's a million of those marine batteries and they're just going to daisy chain them all together. This is huge and there was a lack of detail in The Guardian and I wanted more. Damn it. Shameful. Damn it, The Guardian. I don't know. how. What I want to know is – so this story came out I believe on March 17th. Okay. And in this article it says 
that they are going to start building it in a couple of months. Okay. Right? And it also says it's going to be online by the end of the year. Yeah, because it turns out it doesn't take much to throw up some solar panels. Three point – no, no, it does not take much to throw up some solar panels. 3.4 million? They're throwing up all of the solar <laughs> panels, however, and going to tie them all together. And also at the same time, a million batteries? Yeah, they're just double O's. Yeah. That seems like an amazing timeline. At least they didn't say they were going to be ready by 2020. <laughs> Where are these panels coming from? Have they already been built? Are well, they good panels? Are they bad panels? My guess is, How are they going to wash these panels when the birds come along and poop on them? I've got a lot of questions, My guess Guardian. is if you need 3.4 – if you're like right now, you're Australia, you're like, hello, world, I'm Australia. That's a terrible Australian <laughs> accent also, I recognize. I need 3.4 billion solar million solar panels. Uh, the world is going to have to give them to you from everywhere. Like they're not going to come from a place. They're going to come from all of the places. I think the capacity in China is pretty enormous. China can make a lot. They're they making a lot, but they're using them more. This is interesting. There's a lot that's or missing. Not. Somebody put a thing in here about nuclear I did. power. Okay, so Let's they talk would about need – So according to the some of the comments of the people in this article, they would need about 130 of these power plants to replace South Australia's usage. That's a lot of these power plants. And I was sort of wondering, what does it cost to build a nuclear power plant? Because everybody's like, a solar this and solar that and renewables. It costs about $9 billion these days to build a nuclear power plant. So they could build – How many billion? Nine. Billion. Billion. Right. So they, and this is going to cost $1 billion. Wow. So, Robert, how yes. many of these could they build instead of one nuclear power plant? I would say no, more than seven, not quite eight. <laughs> is he really How about struggling nine? with this? Nine. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, nine. And that it is turns correct. out that, that uh, first of all, I don't think they need 130 of these to do South Australia. I think that math is wrong. Uh, $9 billion for a power plant is really low-balling because uh, – it's probably twice that here in the U.S. And you know how long it takes no, to build one? that's actually the new numbers. It takes forever to build a nuclear power plant. You know why? Because the engineerical abilities to grow, to yeah. make uh, nuclear power plants has kind of sort of fallen away. There's like, not that many people who know how to do it anymore. So if I was in The Guardian and I was like, hey, I'm going to yeah. build a nuclear power plant in Oklahoma. Uh, it's March. I'm going to start building it in two months. And it's going to be done by 2017? Uh, no, that's what would not happen. It you would could not take, build a nuclear power plant in six months. It would take between two and five years just to get through the public comment period and the well, not safety anymore. evaluation. <laughs> yeah. We fixed that. Right. Well, by the time you actually get this thing going, yeah. there will be a new administration. Well, we'll follow this. I've actually found it hard to get information on this, but I want to see if they do this in by the end of the year. That would be amazing. And in Australia, the price of photovoltaics has been decreasing exponentially. And in January of 2013, according to the Wikipedias, was less than half of the cost of using grid electricity in Australia. So now really? what is it? It was half in 2013? I don't, that, that's now the latest information that I had. Now it's probably free. I don't. I don't think that's the case. But I think they're trying. They were trying to decide more coal plants, yeah, and or the renewable situation. And and there's there's obviously the coal people were sort of they were voting for the coal plant. And the problem here is that uh, the electrical PV systems don't operate on the same uh, like playing field as coal, natural gas, 
diesel, nuclear, because in the solar PV electrical setups, there really is a, a minimal amount of pollution that's created, right? Arguably, when the batteries run out of useful cycling life, they need to be recycled or or dumped Well, they got to be made. That's true, but everything has to be made. You don't have to make – you don't have to use nearly as much concrete in putting out, you know, the power packs and – you know, bolting up the solar panels as compared to a nuclear power plant, which probably takes like many orders of magnitude oh, yeah. more concrete, which releases yeah, sure. many, many more magnitudes of more carbon dioxide, right? Concrete is one of the largest emitters of carbon dioxide. But the point I'm getting at is mm-hmm. the solar electric system has a very small and very easily calculable end cost, in other words, to disassemble and recycle or throw it away, compared to a nuclear power plant mm. with all of its nuclear spent fuel rods. Yeah. The coal plant, we don't even calculate how much of it costs for all that to come out the smokestack. The same thing for natural gas, diesel plants. So The coal ash at the end of the burning of the coal? You coal ash. Anyway, <laughs> so the costs never get like really compared – uh, right. Pound for pound. Carbon tax. That's what this is all about. Yes. Let's count the cost of this carbon. We're not Let's, getting it here. It's not going to happen. Actually, it turns out that Australia is having a very similar argument because Australia is basically built on coal. It has coal coming out. It's yin-yang. It sells the coal to China. It uses the coal itself. So there's a big coal industry there. And, yep, there is also a lot of green people there that say we don't want to have coal. You got your you got your coal bruises on one side yeah. and then you got your Bruce. green bruises on oh, the I other side. Oh, I green bruises. <laughs> and the two I'll of them you. are like trying to have a little bit of a conversation and the just too brucey. Oh, my name's Green Bruce. Let's talk about superchargers, can we? Can we talk about superchargers? And please tell me that there are 15,000 more that have been built in the Los Estados Unidos. Yeah, so let me give you the update on the superchargers. There are 15,000 new ones in Estados Unidos. Liar. Please tell us the real information. Was that fake news? Fake news. Oh, that was fake news. So, yes, we have new superchargers. We have four new open superchargers. Awesome. There's also three that, uh, four that have gone under construction, although one of those actually opened the day after it went under construction. So we have sort of a reporting bias or issue here. But um, hands up. I love these guys over at the Tesla Forum who put this together, so no real cut there. And then there's one that is, quote, temporarily closed in Rivière du Loup in Quebec. It's actually um, near a hotel in Quebec. And I went to the actual Tesla Motors Forum, uh, not Tesla Motors Forum, Tesla Owners Forum, and looked at what's been going on there. And evidently, the thing has been up and down and up and down, and they're blaming it on one guy. I think it was a guy, not a gal, with a Tesla. One person. And twice, when this one person plugged in, Mm -hmm. the supercharger went offline. Mm. Wavy lines. Mm. So I don't know if this is scapegoating or what. Maybe they're, you know... Well, from, it's not the maybe person's a, fault, right? Maybe they're American and they came across the border and need to be ejected back to America. But the bottom line is I don't think it's really one person, one car that's causing this. But Tesla took it down on the list even though it seems to be up and down if you look on your actual Tesla screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wouldn't be too concerned about that. Brings that brings up a question actually. So What's that? if you take an American car, American Tesla to Quebec, is there a supercharger conversion issue? No. Okay. 
If you take a European – Because you implied that. Did he not imply that just now? Kind he of? was making some sort of political statement. I was statement. making a statement. Yeah. I don't think I understood what it was. And so there's four new superchargers. The first one is in Guira, Jordan. It's actually the fourth supercharger in Jordan. You ever been to Jordan? No, sir. Me neither. And so this one, it's really it, – if you look it up, it says uh, desert location. Oh, sweet. And I went to the site on Google Maps and I looked around and there's like a – basically a truck stop with a little supermarket. Yeah. And um, I think there's a place to eat. And literally around it for as far as you can see is just brown desert. desert. Sweet. Yeah. It's really, really sad looking. And I looked at this That's whole cool. region. Or beautiful. It's – yeah, no. I mean like there aren't even any features that look impressive like okay. a Bryce Canyon or a, a Grand Canyon or any of that. I'm sure they It just there. feels sad. But it does link Amman, Jordan, the capital, to Aqaba, which is on the Red Sea next Thank to Elat. I was really trying to get to Aqaba. Really beautiful uh, resort town where you can mm-hmm. go snorkeling and swim with the dolphins and oh. has a wonderful beach. And I don't then, think you should swim with dolphins personally, but that's cool. Well, you I can. have. It's fantastic. You Shouldn't. can. It's They're not in prisoners. an enclosure. No, this is out in out the ocean. ocean. Okay. Yeah. Right. They go there because the water's really calm and uh, and it's so beautiful. Okay. The second one is in Aurora, Illinois. Aurora trivia coming. That's right. You ready? It's sort go. of a suburb of uh, Chicago. What reason is Aurora called the City of Lights? Because there's a Borealis there. <laughs> what? Because it was one of the first cities in the United States to implement all-electric street lighting in 1881. I have better trivia. Go. What major motion picture is set in Aurora, Illinois? Since we are in Hollywood. And we use the reference to this on this show pretty much every episode. Really? Uh, Star Wars. No. No. (laughs) Matrix. (laughs) You actually used it already once today. OMG. I have no idea. Oh, we butted on both sides. Oh, my goodness. Wayne's World, set in Aurora, Illinois. Thank you very much. So I think we should all festoon the Aurora (laughs) Supercharger with Wayne's World memorabilia. Maybe it could be like a a shrine of sorts. I just like to say, schwing. (laughs) Continue on, Robert. Unfortunately, though, even though it's a growing community because it's a suburb of Chicago, they're losing over 800 jobs because Caterpillar is closing its manufacturing facility there. Very sad. Unless unless Mr. Trump gets involved. But we'll, I think that's past. He's not going to bother with they that They make sort a of lot thing. of machinery for coal mines, the Caterpillar company. Well, this is like the only site where they make medium front loaders. I think it was medium front loaders. Oh, medium front loader. Yeah, but they're going to yeah. move the manufacturing to like Decatur, Illinois and down mm. to South Carolina, I think. That's because they have better catering. You'd think and they'd so, be able to build them really fast because Caterpillars have a lot of hands. Wow. <laughs> I can't even get through four new no, superchargers. continue on. Vinstra, Norway. It's uh, went from construction to open in a day, which I thought was They're kind of fast. interesting. Yeah. That's an April Fool's joke from Norway. <laughs> you see what uh, you see what region of Norway it's uh, it's from? I'll, I'll ask Mel to pronounce this one. Oh yeah, Garden Tuden, Leden Tuden, and Open Sorry, Norway. I'm, I tried to stop him. Good Bransalden, and that's in uh, Upland County. It's on the road from Oslo. Goes by. Uh, where did they do? Lillehammer. They did the Olympics there. So it's nearby all of these places. And then there's one more that went into uh, open status in Albacete, Spain, which bridges Madrid with the Mediterranean coast. 
It's a gorgeous looking area. I'd like to go to Spain. Tapas and Teslas, my friend. Tapas and Teslas. And you know this this links to that show, and I put it in the what in show? the apps and the, the what's new that we've discovered. That mm-hmm. show you got me hooked on. And Which one? My family's been hooked on the Diet Chef's Table. Oh, great show! So it turns out the very very best restaurant in the world is in Spain. It's called McDonald's. No, it's it's like boulet, el boulet. Let's oh, talk about, let's talk about SpaceX well, and uh, like aerospace. A, it's like a, it's a, it's a like big a school university. Thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about SpaceX and aerospace because it turns out, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that last week there was a little rockety rockety that went uppity uppity <laughs> and didn't go boomity boomity, <laughs> and it came backity backity, and Elon's all happy happy. And uh, somebody tell me about the significant <laughs> significance. Always a, a point in this show where people are like, oh. "Why is he doing that?" Because like, I'm driving. I'm, they're driving in their Teslas or or other vehicles, and they're listening to the show, and they're they're enjoying it from a, a, like a, a small going. amount of enjoyment. And then Mel with the happy happy boomity boomity spacey spacey. Right. Oh my lord. I, you know I what? personally think it's quite humorous. But, uh, <laughs> I might be. I, I have to clarify for listeners: we are not recording on April Fool's Day, so this is actually a, a typical Fool's Day. This is an actual show. <laughs> so, so SpaceX did amazing. amazing. This is huge. This is. I keep telling people, this is our generation's moon landing. What we're watching right now. And you know what was the most impressive about this entire operation? It was on TV? It didn't happen at night. What? CGI is way harder during In the day. <laughs> at Cape Canaveral, it was clear, blue skies. You could watch the rocket go all the way up. And this was a reused Falcon 9 first it's stage. fucking amazing, i got to tell you. Nice. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think there's like a connection there? Falcon wing Falcon doors, doors Falcon, and Falcon 9? One is good, do one you, is bad. Falcon do you nine. think there's a connection? Right. One is good, one is bad. Yeah, well, which one is which? Falcon wing doors are bad. Well, the, Falcon the, rockets are good. <laughs> the the engine on the second stage is also called a Merlin, which is because it's which magical. Has nothing bird. to do with the conversation. They're we're birds. Having. They're birds. I thought it was because oh, of magic. But go yeah. on. I thought it was go a, on because birds this fly. This is huge. Yeah. So this, big. This I got Large. so excited. I I wrote my family in. They watched Enormous. the whole thing, and I swear I actually had to change my shirt afterwards. Not because I wanted to wear a SpaceX shirt afterwards, but because I sweated through my shirt. Because I was just thinking, oh, please don't let some freaking helium tank break loose and explode. And don't let anything go wrong. And in fact, this was like orders of magnitude more successful. Not only did they relaunch a Falcon 9, mm-hmm. one, which was the first one that they relanded. Yeah. Yes. But they recovered the Falcon 9 because it landed, bam, right on the center of the... Barge, of course, I still love you. It wasn't the first one that they landed because didn't they use that? Isn't that one like being held at SpaceX as a thing? The first one that relanded. Maybe it was the first one that relanded on a barge. That's okay. what I should say. Ah, uh, yes, that is they correct. did save the first one. I don't yes. want people to send us and letters. It's in it, and it's all in all its glory on uh, on yeah. Crenshaw Boulevard mm-hmm. and Jack Northrum Way. And so they then landed it smack dab. Of course, they lost the satellite communication there for a minute, and I thought, oh. Are they going to – what's going on? And then boom, there it was. Yeah. And then the fairing, right? The fairing is this big – I think it's fiberglass structure that goes around the satellite at the very top of the rocket. Yep. They recovered that. Yeah. Unfreaking real. They're just like scouring the planet for recycled space goods. 
Well, so the fairing costs something like $6 million. $6 million. That's a lot is, of millions. It's millions. a lot of millions. And they stuck some parachutes and some thrusters on it. So they brought that back. And Elon mm-hmm. even tweeted later. Maybe he had just too much uh, Elon – Elon. I was trying to put testosterone and Elon together. Elonsterone? Elonsterone? Yes. I don't like it. Maybe his Elonsterone was flowing too <laughs> vigorously. But he said he wants to recover the second stage. So that would mean like almost 100% recovery of the of the entire rocket. But he said that the chances of that were less than 50%, so don't get your hopes up. But the fact that they're working to do that saves another, whatever, $8 million engine Space and structure. Eggs. Everything but the fuel. So some of the highlights, <laughs> some of the highlights for me Nothing? in this launch right. <laughs> was that – uh, Gwen Shotwell, who's one of my heroes, uh, she came on and did a little cameo interview while they were waiting for things to happen during the launch process and the recovery process. And I actually threw a picture of her here because this woman is really SpaceX, right? Elon has the, the idea. He can inspire. He's the one who you know drills the engineers who come to work. He wants to interview them all. But basically, she's the one who runs the day-to-day operations at SpaceX, She's uh, a veteran of the space and aerospace industry, and she's the one who's really held it all together through lean times, explosions, near disaster on multiple, multiple occasions for SpaceX. She must have like a triple ulcer. She probably has a gastroenterologist who is right there at SpaceX to treat her on a regular basis. But she's an amazing lady. I couldn't do what she did. I can't imagine it. So uh, this is huge. This is big. Very big. It's not that much in the uh, fake news media. It's really in the geek news media. And I just don't think people understand what is going on here. This reusability, this reduction in cost, this re-landing of stuff. It is our generation's moon landings. Please explain. I mean, please understand. And she said that they were expecting 10 pressure cycles for each of the first stage rockets, which means 10 trips up and down, which makes a rocket really, um, you know, becomes a lot less expensive on the ninth and the tenth launch, I wonder if maybe yeah. you know we're going to do a talking Tesla launch on one of those. I would like to know whether how much of the engines they have to swap out. Like, what is the? Uh, they save eighty percent of it and have to replace twenty percent. The hoses, this, that, the injectors. Like, I am very curious about the actual sort of nuts and bolts. Durability. So, if anybody over there is listening, can you just give us a general idea of what it? takes to sort of refurbish the 10, 9, 8 engines that are left in well, what there kind was, of work is There was engine? talk about turnaround to turn these rockets around in a week and yes. then a day. day. And so you're not going to be replacing a lot of stuff if you're return if you're turning this around in, in a, a day, day. A day. It's four months right now. Think about yes, it. That's when what it, they want to get it down to. And then he was talking about multiple launches in one day. When Boeing sends up something, when they send up the space shuttle, they overbuild these systems. Yeah, because they put people on them. 5X. Right. Well, Falcon 9 is going to carry people. They may have like the, oh, these are the B Falcon 9s. These are the ones only good for space poop. And these ones are really good for people. I don't know that they're going to do that because, again, that complicates things. Just make everything 100% or 500%. And then the other thing is that she talked about reusability is key to populating Mars. And they're anticipating, right? We had talked about this, uh, you know, whatever, many episodes ago, like an order of magnitude episodes ago, (laughs) that they want to get the cost. Now they say 
to get to Mars, $100,000. Not $250,000, the cost of a house, $100,000. And they and What does that mean? Per person? Per, per person. person. You, per Tom, person. I want a ticket to Mars. Boom, yeah. 100 no, grand. No, I don't. I don't want a ticket to Mars. I think we discussed that several times. Yeah, $100,000 to fly to Mars. Right. How many people, you know, right now, you can only get to the freaking moon. And you can't even Stupid land. moon. I know. You got to come back. You can only oh, go around the moon. Ridiculous. It's only six days. How many Twitter posts can you get out? Whatever. And there's Stupid. not even any Martians on the moon. Oh, yawn, yawn. Oh, the moon again. We're going around the moon. For and the imagine now you can get a four to six month trip all the way to Mars. Oh, I love it. The muscle wasting, the radiation exposure, <laughs> the pooping in plastic bags. The freeze-dried food. Gotta be The great. lack of beer. Oh, and the alien that comes out and explodes out of your chest. Yeah, Although yeah. in the new movie, it looks like it explodes out your back. I don't know. The alien's all confused. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, the arse aliens. <laughs> oh, And so I really terrible. liked that. While I was watching this, at the bottom of the screen, uh-huh. this little ribbon ad comes up asking for people to apply to be technicians. So there's like job creation on here. Mars? Maybe we can get a lot of the folks who dig coal to work for SpaceX to help to re-outfit the rockets to send them back If into I'm space. working on Mars, I'm not paying taxes in this country. I'll tell you that right now. You've got to pay Mars gonna, taxes. And I hear they're going to be huge <laughs> to pay for all the rockets. So, so they are going to – they are planning to launch six of these re-flown Falcon 9s this year alone. That is fucking incredible. That's and they think wonderful. they're going to get the cost down to 30% less. However, SES only got a 10% uh, bump in uh, savings, which That's is pretty good. They got, the, they got the bragging rights to be the first relaunched yeah. rocket. It was an 11,000-pound satellite. That's, that's very a heavy. big satellite. Very heavy. That's bigger than Ben Hurd's buttocks. And they're huge. <laughs> Look it up, Wikipedia, Ben Hur's buttocks. And they also – one last fun fact. One last fun Ooh, fact. Fun fact. Even though the rocket costs you know, a, a new one, whatever, like $60 million or $62 million, and a used one like $42 million, mm-hmm. the, and the gasoline, the kerosene and oxygen – Two to three hundred thousand dollars. I know it's nothing. And the next time they fly the same booster, yes, twenty million. And then the next time, ten million. I mean, how much does it cost just for all the people? And the how much do they pay NASA for the use of the space? Launch complex. There's a lot of costs in there. I'm sure they have to. There's the barge and that and the bars. port. Remember that port mm-hmm. who's just ripping them uh, on this extra type of cargo. They want them to pay like mm-hmm. five or ten times Turns more. Turns out sending things into uh, space not inexpensive. Much like starting a new car company. Yeah. But he's doing it and making some cash. Look, uh, I want to go uh, through potpourri pretty quickly. First of all, potpourri. Potpourri. Ski. Do you like the water? Do you like to uh, I like to drink play? the water. You like water? I like going to the ocean. I like uh, to see the sailboats and stuff. And every uh-huh. now and then you'll have somebody with one of these, you know, jet skis go whipping by going, ing, ing. and I'm like, that's loud. That's obnoxious. That's smelly. There's all this oil and crap going into the ocean. That's right. not good. Wait, loud, However, obnoxious, and smelly? Kind of like, a lot like what's going on in this yeah. room right now. But I think to myself, self, boy, I'm as much as obnoxious that is and environmentally bad, uh-huh. I wouldn't mind doing that. That <laughs> well, looks I did like it. a lot of fun. I did it a few summers ago with my son is it in as fun as Provincetown, it and it was a blast. In fact, I felt as if I was getting close to that edge on which if you pass it, you die. Because <laughs> these things will fun. go like 30, 40 miles an hour. 
I think they the, refer to them as knots. Yeah, yeah. When they're on the water. Because you take a big long rope and you tie a knot and you put it over. <laughs> it felt nuts indeed. Nuts. So uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is not the first company, but it reminds me to tell you all out there. This is mm-hmm. the Gratis X1, which is an electric version. It weighs Wait three. a minute. An electric jet ski? What? Yes. It, is that what this story's about? What? It's 380 pounds. It has a 6.5 standard kilowatt hour battery, and you can add another 3.3. It has a top speed of 46 miles per hour. What? goes 45 minutes, unless you get the bigger battery, and then it can go further. It charges up in about four hours. And guess what? Hmm. This little toy, mm-hmm. only $18,000. And what's a regular jet ski cost? Does anybody know? I have no... Wait. Hey, Google. How much does a jet ski cost? According to Stephen in sales, how much is a jet ski? The price of watercraft jet skis and wave runners have a wide range of prices to them. The cheapest new watercraft start at $5,299 and the most expensive can exceed $18,000 in 2017. To read more, look for the link in your Google Home app. Holy hell, she's smart. Wow. And so this, <laughs> this thing is high has the inside of a zero motorcycle. Did you guys know that? The yeah, zero no. motorcycle. That's why there's that battery add-on just like the zero motorcycle has. But that's super expensive and super slow charging. So uh, I'm on Havasu. I'm pretty hammered. That's a lake. <laughs> that's a lake nearby here. Right, right, yeah, right. Okay. I'm on. I'm on Havasu. It's spring break. I'm pretty hammered, and yeah. I'm like, I've just driven my jet ski 45 minutes out to the middle of the lake. Yeah, with the you know some ladies or some friends, as it uh-huh. were. Uh, now what? <laughs> <laughs> you just swim back. It's not that heavy. You just drag it and swim back. Oh, you drag it back. Yeah. Oh, you put like a little harness on. You, you swim. Just drew it back. Okay. That's How about a good you idea. unfurl? The, under the seat, there's a, a extra pad that's about 10 inches thick yes. section. Yes. And there's a uh-huh. set of solar panels that f- unfurls out onto the lake surface yes. and recharges the battery while you just hang out and swim out there. In 11 hours. Well, I don't know. Interesting. I like that thought process. Like the Japanese but lake cool. covered in solar panels. Fast charging, though. What have you been drinking? On Havasu? Yeah. I'm probably drinking... Um, I used to make this beverage by the oh five-gallon bucket, yeah. and it was like cranberry juice yeah. and um, and another juice, maybe uh, like vodka a, juice. <laughs> and then you'd throw like a bottle of vodka yeah. and a whole bunch of ice and a bottle of rum in there, yep. and you could just drink it like nobody's business. And yeah. people – professional alcoholics would come to my house. <laughs> nice. They would professionally be like – I'd be like, be careful when you drink that. Yes. It's not – it's very, very powerful. And yes. they're like professional alcoholics. So they're like, no, I'll be fine. And like a drink and a half later, they're like, holy crap, what have you put in this? Right. And I was like all of the alcohol. And one year yes. – and this is a big time aside. Somebody brought uh, Jello shots. Yes. So it was like tropical boiler makers, Jello shot, and then a glass of this thing. You would just be devastated. Devastated. Whoa. Sounds and like something. Then you hop on your electric uh, yeah, no, ski. No. no driving allowed after that. Sounds like something for the uh, talking Tesla summer party. <laughs> yeah, sounds <laughs> great. Sounds like a very bad idea. Uh, <laughs> do you want to know why Steve Jobs has no license plates? What? Uh, well, first off, I know why he doesn't have any license plates because he doesn't drive anymore. Not he's anymore. not with us. He's not with us, and it's sad. Mm-hmm. Greg Moller sent this, and he said, "Look, uh, turns out that Steve kept it real, right? He had, was a billionaire, but he had this open house in a modest sort of area, and all the kids could come over, and you could go and see see Steve Jobs whenever you want. But mm-hmm. one place that he liked to drop cash was on a Mercedes Benz, an SL fifty five AMG, which means nothing to me." 
Sounds like a very nice car. Pretty little car, yeah. And he never had any uh, license plates, and he would always park in the handicap zone. And it turns out that Steve or someone close to him spotted a loophole in the California vehicle laws, which says that (laughs) brand new cars have a maximum of six months to put on their license plates. So he did a deal with the leasing company Uh of Mercedes, so Uh he would keep flipping his car. Every six months. So he never would have to have license plates. And they say he did this so that he could sort of fly under the radar, as it were. And Steve says, Mel... Uh, sorry, this is Greg. Greg says, Mel, you could go to Tesla, work out a deal where you wanted to have a year lease. You could have a six-month lease and just kept getting the newest Tesla I, I every that. five minutes. Was that you? The pink is me. Oh, I thought it was uh, Greg. Do you not understand that I'm the pink part of this? So mm-hmm. anyway, <laughs> anywho. You ruined my whole thing. Wow. That's why he didn't like- have license plates and i'm sorry for <laughs> expropriation i mean the show notes are color-coded for a reason but he's colorblind <laughs> oh we should probably not color code them then maybe. can i talk about neural connect Hundred and ten thousand. when new mercedes so he's flipping that uh, his monthly payment was probably large but as a billionaire turns out yeah tom billionaires Generally have a lot of but money. But don't – doesn't anybody in this room have a problem with the fact that he parked in the handicap spot? Yeah. Uh, we didn't go into that. <laughs> What's now, up with that? You'd... The downside. Silly man. Yeah, right. That was bad. But maybe it's at not... some point he needed to be in the handicap zone. Yeah, later in life. But Mel, this really won't work for you. Why? Because without a license plate, you will not get an HOV sticker. Uh, Robert, I actually don't even drive. Yeah. That's true. I just want the ticket. There's no, I do not have an HOV sticker on my Tesla. That's it has true. not been a problem. On the 101 freeway, there is no HOV lane. Well, they're just not going to pull you over if you're in a Tesla because you're like – it automatically qualifies. Yeah, but they want their $8. Actually, no, it's $22 now because I just got one for uh, – Mine's in the glove box. $22. Carry it with me. It's not on the car. Ruins yeah. the line. Can I talk about Neural Connect? No. Uh, this, is, um, <laughs> this, is, this is the best story of the entire show. It's – oh, God. So this is also from <laughs> The Guardian. Elon likes to make companies. He now has a company called Neuralink, which is trying to create a neural lace, which is tiny electrodes that you would connect to your brain and then to a computer. Kind of like the Matrix, you would get jacked in. Now, Elon believes that if we don't become part cyborg, <laughs> wait a then the machines having a seizure. will win. I know. Wait for it. And it sounds like sci-fi, but, you know, there's cochlear implants and now there's sort of retinal things coming on. This wow. sounds amazing. But how you're going to get biological systems to speak to silicon systems is going to be very difficult. But Tom is just about to have a hypertensive crisis. There is going to be blood inside his brain in the wrong places. Oh my What's the problem? So Tom? last month get it out. at get the it World out. Government Summit in Dubai, lovely Elon in his Elonness said, and I quote, people would need to become cyborgs to be relevant in a future dominated by AI, a merger of biological intelligence and machine intelligence would be necessary for humans to say to stay economically valuable. Um, yes. Excuse me. What? That means that <laughs> I, you, why are we Melvis, doing this to ourselves? Because this is how progress works. It's you need gonna to be happen. Agile. The the a the robots are going to take over if we do not partially become robot what don't robots, you see about that Tom? i don't even don't even go there that's that's fiction the robots are not going to take over what's going to happen is ibm and google and other employers of intelligent engineers will not need those engineers anymore when they can use their ai which works 24 7 
10,000 times faster than any human to design some system. They're going to go to their AI and say, wow, we want a rocket ship that takes off, doesn't need nine freaking engines, just needs one. And I want that engine to work a thousand times, not 10 times. And they're going to go to their AI and their AI is going to freaking invent it. And then the computer is hooked up to the robots that are going to build it and the 3D printers that are going to make it. It's it, that's the future. Tom, have you seen the original Terminator movie? It's all explained there. <laughs> oh, God. Mr. Cameron has already told you what's going to happen. The computers okay? are yeah, just not, accept it. The computers are not going to need to expend energy to get rid of us unless we're a real threat. Some of us will be. They're going to turn us into what? Batteries. It all comes together. Thank you. Boom. Matrix. Boom. Is Are we talking about the Matrix? Are we talking about Terminator? You guys are sitting around like, la, la, la. It's going to be great. We're no, all going to be cyborgs. I did not say that. And it's the future and we can't do anything It's not about great. That's it. what Elon's saying. It's going to be bad. I said that we need to be flexible. If we want to maintain our, our dominant position Thank over you. the computers. And we do. <laughs> well, not necessarily. When the internet Wi-Fi went down, when I was on a flight, then everybody was like freaking out. I can't watch my show. I can't download my spreadsheet. I will People not talk went, to my children. And so we need to remain relevant if we're going to be able to guide the systems around us. And that's what he's talking about, to be able to think faster. How amazing. So Google Glass was the failure, right? I went, I don't know. How this dare is, you? This is when I was working. I started working all my heavy shifts and I had some extra cash and I bought the Google Glass and I thought this is going to be awesome. And I put it on and it was really shit. And I got it and I I'm, I'm love to sell it to somebody or put it in a museum. I'll take it. But – the bottom line is, no. is an interface, a real-time, quick f interface. How long does it take you to put your notes down for the show every week? Seven, eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it takes me five hours. Thank you. Well, I mean, what if you seven, could do it hours. in four minutes? How much more productive could you be? So now I'm using an example that the listeners aren't really hip too. But the bottom line is, is if you could get out the the ideas and the thoughts and they were spell corrected and they were made grammatically correct and you could do this through this type of a neural interlink, how amazing would that – how much more time would you have in the day? How much more could your brain be used for amazing things that a computer still cannot do? Let me take it further. Instead of just thinking and it comes onto the page typed out instantly, mm -hmm. how about it just goes to Wi-Fi signal and goes straight to Tom and I don't even have to write it out? That way, Tom and I could talk to each other without opening our mouths, which would make this show more interesting. Like silent? <laughs> Here's the show in 2050. That was some good <laughs> stuff. Did you get all that? What? What? Hey, uh, let's talk more about AI because you've got a story here that you put in late, which you're not supposed to do, but you do it anyway because you're Robert Rosenberg and you think you do anything because you've got two Teslas. <laughs> that AI talks to itself. Yeah, so this came out. This is from Recode. And this is these AI bots created their own language to talk to each other. And this is sort of a simple example. Oh, good. About how <laughs> – a, it's happening. This is a simple example. It's a benign example, but it demonstrates how AI can work and work quickly to improve itself. And so this is actually from the organization OpenAI, which was in part founded by Elon, and it's to make the the code and the design of AI democratized. So it's open and it's open sourced and people can see how it works so that they can either build to it or 
keep it from overtaking. And so in this example, there's a video you can watch and it shows and it's all and it's sort of like um, text animated. And literally, you ha- I had to slow it down because it goes so fast. I'm not that smart. I realize I am not that smart, but it goes really fast. And it's like these two dots need to find their way to their corresponding color dots. And, and they kind of are goofily getting there. And by the end, the dots are communicating with one another about how to maneuver around this screen to get the dots and the dots moved. It's it's pretty interesting. It's really amazing if you consider the fact that the machine taught itself to communicate between segments. Own language. It's happening, Tom. I don't I don't like it. I'm just going to start to draw more cuz I'll just be artistic. Hey, uh, Doug Fink sent us a little letter saying um, I'm a little bit upset at the current president and gave us a long list of all of the things that he is doing to push forward the coal and gas industry. And, um, of course, I had a little hissy fit um, and continue to have a hissy fit about uh, what our current uh, administration is doing. But I really appreciate Elon's tweet. What did Elon say in the face of this? Yeah, so there was this tweet from The Verge called Trump traded the planet for a few coal jobs in a doomed industry. And one of the first tweets that came out from this was Elon saying, quote, it won't matter. The point being that the cost of renewables, what he is doing with battery tech is going to mean this industry, which has been fine. Thank you very much. Making us all rich. uh, Coal miners, good people is going to go away, not because of any government, but because of the economics. And that's what we talked about a show or two ago. We're in Nevada. They actually, they mothballed a coal-fired power plant and have switched to solar and renewables. And if you look on the website, the government website for where energy exists, uh, wind energy exists, that it is uh, so intense in western Kentucky that they could literally build themselves out with tons of windmills and just forget coal. And those jobs are clean jobs and they could be done by technically savvy people who previously were operating hydraulic machinery to dig coal out of the ground. I listened uh, recently to an interview with a coal miner who is a Trump supporter. Did he have a daughter? Uh, (laughs) And he was dying of black lung COPD. He was basically about to die. It's not funny anymore. And uh, he was a fourth generation coal miner. This job had killed him. And yet he was still a proponent, very proud. Uh, Our family has always been coal miners. We're very happy about being coal miners. We're very happy that uh, Trump is going to bring back all these jobs. And the sort of the commentary was, it's not going to happen because the economics are no longer there. No matter what he wants to do. It's just going to be cheaper, and it was already cheaper to do other forms of energy. It's hard to switch your paradigm, and I'm going to put a link to this map in the show notes that we're looking at right now, which is the United States color-coded to where is the most wind energy potential, and believe it or not, red states. Right down the middle of the country is where all the wind is going to come from. Let's do letters, and we'll do apps at the end. So Matt Claremont says this. Are we going to do cocktails with the apps? No. It's the morning. Uh, Matt Claremont says this. Uh, he's got a little email here that says, look, the Model 3 um, could be self-driving on day one. 
because mm. it could use the X and the S data. So that's one way they could do it. Day one, Model 3 comes out. But he says, uh, or will it need billions of miles to calibrate? So he's saying that, you know, you've just got a brand new S. There's lots of S's out there already, but your camera has to calibrate. So what's going to happen with the Model 3? It's going to be a different shape, different size. We don't know exactly what cameras. We don't know exactly what sort of hardware is going to be there for autonomous driving. So is it going to be that immediately they just turn on all the self-driving features because the X's and the S's have taught the system? Or is 3 going to have to go out there and spend lots of time getting billions of miles in another six months to learn how to self-drive? Tom, go. Well, we've talked about this many, many times, and it feels like all of us think that Tesla's ultimate goal is to make production as simple as possible. And if your ultimate goal is to make production as simple as possible, would you not want to have a major technological system identical in all of the cars? Yes. So you're saying it's going to have the same cameras and the sense same ultrasonic that it would have things. the same so processor, the same cameras. It should be able to learn. That's another reason to do it, right? It should be able to learn faster. It might need one or two less cameras, would be my guess, but maybe not even because it's smaller. I just don't. I don't. I don't see why they would completely revamp the system unless it's going to be a better system, and Elon's spoken many times about it sort of being good enough now. Why not have a system so that instead of just gaining a million or a billion miles, a billion miles like every four months with current number of S and X, why have a separate system where you have to drive billions more miles to make the three an, uh, a fully autonomous vehicle? It makes no sense. Right. So you're on the same system train with me. Yes, absolutely. Same system train. And in fact, uh, not only Tesla, Nissan, and other uh, like – what is it? Um, auto and uh, Uber. GM. All of these guys, what they're working in, their mapping specialists are working to create three-dimensional maps that have centimeter accuracy. I'm talking about centimeters. I'm talking about like 10 millimeters. Right. A, a hundredth of a meter. What a, is that, what's that in inches? That's a sixteenth? Like a spoofteenth of an inch. A spoofteenth? Yeah. Well, mm. there's 2.5 centimeters, 2.54 centimeters per inch. So it's really slight. It's a lot, lot less than a half an inch. And so could you imagine being able to position a vehicle with that kind of accuracy in the world around you? Hold on, it, hold on. No, I'm going to imagine it. Yeah, yeah, I totally can. It's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. It's really accurate. It's cool. And so <laughs> – Whatever. If the car has, you know, a width and a and a length and a height, which it does, right? Oddly enough, it's a three dimensional object. Uh-huh. Go Indeed. On. So then, Tesla, if it's Tesla's system, will use that dimension to locate the car within its surroundings. And if that three has a different set of dimensions, all these cars have different sets of dimensions. Mm-hmm. You will be able to locate that within that system, that computer vision world. Uh-huh. It's all Tron. It's really all so Tron. the answer to Matt's question is uh, yes. <laughs> I don't even know what the question money. was at this point. The question it's was, are they going to have the same system? And the answer same from all system. of us, we believe, will be it's yes, be the great. same system. You'll still have to calibrate for a few hundred miles just because your individual cameras need to be checked. And mm-hmm. you know, sometimes what happens every now and then is that the camera has a problem and then the lines, instead <laughs> right. of being straight, are kind of wavy. And boy, right. if that ever happened to anybody, they'd probably get really angry about it and right. want Tesla to fix that when problem. When my Model 3 comes, if uh, it has wavy lines, I'm going to lose my 
It's Jess, called Vodka in the Parking Lot, man. Jess, Jess Delahite. I don't know how to pronounce the name there, Jess, but uh, Jess Delahite <laughs> says, uh, look, here's the guy that was been talking about, uh, you got your car, and right, ice, yeah. ice vehicle parks in the supercharger thing, and he wanted to put do bad things. Now he's got another idea. He's More like, I got bad a new things. Idea. I got a new idea. <laughs> Tesla should settle on an extension cord oh so you can God. plug into the supercharger and then plug your car right in front, park right in front of that person, Which plug in your do. extension cord, and so now the person who parked in that spot can't leave. How do you like that idea, Tom? I think it's terrible. And then yeah. here's what I will say. Less anger, mm. more education. How about a nice pamphlet explaining the importance of charging <laughs> for a large number of EV drivers who are really just trying to make a difference and who for a lot of people, as we discussed at the very top of this show, can't charge in their apartments. And they really – they rely on these superchargers or, or, or regular chargers, not even superchargers. I don't like – the eye for an eye mentality, which is what he keeps bringing up week after week. Do you like tooth for a tooth? I don't like any of them because what happens is it's both of us with eye patches. Yes. And so I put in here – so this is not a new issue, right? When superchargers and standard level 2 EV chargers were even much more scarce, like orders of magnitude more scarce – we definitely had a big issue, a problem when we couldn't – when, the, when the, the spots were iced and it created a lot of anger. There was lots of back and forth. People have told stories of bad things happening. Mm-hmm. And what has come of this is I have to promote – even though I have no interest in EV annex, they went out of their way to create these little – uh, red placards that you can stick on somebody's windshield Mm -hmm. and they've made two one is for the ice car that's blocking an ev spot and the other is for an ev driver who's parked in an ev charging spot but didn't bother to charge so these are really nice. You can buy them. I think they're seven bucks. You get a package of them. They even have or you can just print them. (laughs) Don't say Oh wait, I mean yeah you should buy them. These guys are good people. They're and good I think, people. I get it. I, you know, and, and again, they're doing the right thing. They're spending a lot of time and energy. They got some really good videos. They wrote a book, et cetera. But the bottom line is, is trying to educate is the, the best way to go. Because believe it or not, that ICE driver is a potential EV driver, right? They're parking in that EV spot right. because they really want to be an EV driver. They're also potentially a Terminator. In now, that, now, you had me up until that last part of the sentence. Well, yeah, think about it. It's, this is at the, at the mall. The EV slots are all right up front. That person, how much happier would they be on a daily basis if they actually drove an electric vehicle? Right, but they're a, being a I understand, but we have to move beyond. I understand that we have to move beyond. That was sort of the whole point of what I was saying. <laughs> I know. I, know. <laughs> I would like to move on and talk with Paul Burton, who says level four autonomy should end while police chases. He sends us a link to carsales.com, where, uh, yeah, as you know, cars have been used as weapons by people in London recently, in Melbourne earlier in the year. And uh, Mercedes has been asked about this as they're developing self-driving technology, saying, you know, this is a threat that people could hack the car and then they could do bad things. But think of it in the other way as well, which is you could set the car to not do bad things like this. So you could set the car to say, uh, don't run over people in the street. Uh, 
don't drive too you, close that's to a setting the sun. You, you have to turn on? Yeah, you got to turn that on. It's, <laughs> it's called the puppy setting. So there's upsides and downsides to all uh-huh. new technology. So it depends on how you spin it to how you get clicks. So you can spin it as uh, the self-driving car can get hacked and dots of bad things could happen. We could spin it the other way. We'll have such robust systems. We won't let cars do bad things. But then I have another thing that I just thought of as you were saying this. Okay, so you know that Tesla has the summon feature, yes. right? What if the place you wanted to do something – I don't even want to say this to be honest with you. What if you set in the car the place you wanted to do something bad to yes. and you hit summon yes. and that car went to that place and did something bad there? Yes. That's can, not a hack. You can only summon per for se. about 40 feet. You can do that 40 now. 40 feet? Yeah. Well, so so you can't in necessarily the future, summon anywhere. In the future, right. it'll be across the, the country. Thought, that, that was the thought, right? There's could, a movie with Tim – can't remember his name – where he was a terrorist yeah. mm-hmm. and he basically did the same thing. But he just fooled this guy into driving the car to this place that then had stuff in it that ex- – you can do it now. Well, Any technology in, can be used for good or bad. Yeah. So we just have to watch it. Paul Burton also says that Uber freezes its uh, driverless car experiment. Now, in Arizona, they've got some carry cars that are driving around and around in uh, kind of an autonomous way we way. And there was a little bit of a crashy crash. And uh, it, did it, again. it turns out that Uber said, OK, we're shutting down the program. We're going to investigate. But the early part of the investigation shows that it was not the self-driving car's fault. It was the other human driver no, that did the crashy crash. No, got broadsided Stupid and human. tipped the car over. I mean, this is one of... Tom's lovely Volvo XC90s, I think. It was on its side. And it was on its side. How is that possible? Volvos can't turn over. It wasn't the electric, it wasn't the self-driving car's fault is the point, but they shut down the program and that was the headline. But the early investigation said it wasn't Uber's fault. Only in, I think only in Arizona they shut it down. Franco Capizzo uh, (laughs) says uh, this. Tap, tap, tap. Tap, tap. Is this thing on? Have you guys been on the Facebook page? Just wanted to let you guys, have you read anything from uh, waitbutwhy.com? If you haven't, there's lots of information about Elon on that site. I haven't been to it. Has anybody seen it? I went to it because I read this letter yesterday. And what I will say to Franco is Facebook page? No. No, we do not go we to do the not. Facebook page. We don't page. think Facebook has even, much penetration. I'm not even sure. I didn't even know we actually had a robust Facebook page that must be controlled by one Cecilia. Do we have a Facebook page? I believe we must because Franco mentioned it in this letter where he talked about like I'm, he knows. must be sending us messages. Is there anybody using Facebook? Be a, yeah, like almost everybody is using the Facebook. It's like but, a world phenomenon. But what I will say about this, so at these people, this Wait But Why people, they got Elon actually – he reached out to them. And you read these posts that are sort of done in cahoots with Elon about it's inside the mind of Elon. Very interesting. I read some of post number one. There's currently four of these sort of Elon combination posts. Very interesting stuff, Franco. And you know what? A real good reason for us to pay attention to the Facebook page, clearly. People are trying to talk to us. Yeah, I'm just looking at our our Facebook page and the last post is from February 10th. So it's Obviously, that's 2016, bro. Yeah, February 10th, 2016. <laughs> so obviously, double obviously, we're really up to date on that. So really, Franco, you needed to ask us if we were ever on the Facebook page. <laughs> uh, Matt Claremont says, hey, fellas, have you seen this Tesla app now? You guys, I believe, have had this 
Tesla app loaded on. That is correct, sir. And uh, tell us what's the name and what does it do? It's Teslab. I'm a beta Tesla tester. It's very similar to the regular Tesla app. You can turn on your uh, air conditioning. You can see the state of your battery charge. You can stop it from charging. You can uh, uh, see... And then it has like some gamifications where there's leaderboards. How efficient are you driving versus how efficient are other people driving? You can earn badges for amount of gasoline saved, which I mean it's all of it because it <laughs> doesn't use any gas. Excellent. So do you like it? It's good. I think it's a good – it's a good app. It's got a very pretty interface. It puts a picture of your – you can take a photo of your car, your actual automobile and put it up there as opposed to the Tesla app, which just puts a facsimile of your vehicle up right. on, on its app. So, And they actually sent out an email yesterday. I have not yet used it. I haven't taken the time. But they say that they are now uh, going to go forward with an in-car app. That's exciting. Um, Scott from on the website said, yeah, Mel, you know, uh, I'm a Solar City employee and you're asking when you're going to get your solar roof. Mm-hmm. And uh, inside scoop, September. Order in April. Thanks, Scott. Delivering in Shh, September because I really need that. We won't tell anyone. Diego Cuevero, uh, recommended podcast, suggests that we check out the Energy Gang. And he just listened to their Coal is Losing episode and he says it's good. And we believe everything that Diego says because he's from San Diego. I believe that's not correct. Huh? Then why is his name Diego? Makes no sense. Ian Abercrombie and Finch. <laughs> it's Fitch. <laughs> oh, sorry. My bad. Uh, is talking about uh, stuff that I don't understand. Look, he's got a big solar array and he wants to change the amperage of his car for some reasons that I didn't understand. Yeah. Please, well, somebody I think explain. the question is, he said, my problem, and I quote, my problem is that I cannot adjust the charging current remotely so I can only charge in full sun True. at the 48 amps the car is capable of confusing. I know that the system is capable of this, but I can't get anyone to Tesla. So what I think he's asking is when you go in – when I plug my car in, if I'm at the office, it's a 30-amp switch. If I'm at my house, it's a 40-amp switch. If I go into the charging settings on my car, I can – Push up for in thirty the car, in the on car the in the car on the touchscreen. Yes, I can increase it to forty amps and it charges X amount of miles per hour faster. Yes, as opposed to the thirty amp version. So if I'm at work and I and I have plugged my car in, it'll sort of reduce itself to thirty amp. And when I go home, it doesn't automatically go back to forty amps. You have to physically turn it up. There is not a way to do that on the app that I know of. At the moment. I think that's the question he's asking, but I'm not 100% sure. Right. Okay. Well, uh, you can clarify. Let's go. uh, Another one from Ian from Abercrombie and Finch. And uh, he says, Mel, you keep screwing up how much roof, how much energy your solar roof is making. He says, I said something like, I make 300 kilowatt hours. I've never said that. I don't think so. Anyway, I say this. Here's what I do. At peak, I make 12 kilowatts of energy from my solar roof. Peak. If I do that for, say, uh, 10 hours in this middle of summer where I've got lots of sunny sun up there it's in the sky, a sunshine Scott, day. I will make about 120 kilowatt hours of energy, which is quite a lot. That is quite a lot. In the winter, unfortunately, because of shady, shady problems, and no. I don't have microinverters, no. which I talked about on Patreon this week, um, I make a lot less. Okay, so let me be clear. 12 kilowatts at peak, approximately, and about 100 plus kilowatt hours on a good day. And where does that all go? It goes into the grid. The next letter is from Hardik Patel, and he sent us a reprimand letter. Again, people, when they listen to the show, 
and they listen to words that come out of our mouths, yes. uh, they realize that we're mostly just wrong. Yes. And then they send us a letter to be like, hey, uh, you're wrong, and here's why. And in this case, it was heads-up displays. Apparently, somebody on the show said, there's really no cars out there with heads-up displays. And he says, this is wrong, false, bad, (laughs) no. His words, not mine. He said, the BMW 3 and above and the Audis, they have this. And then he goes on to say, so there are uh, heads-up displays out there. And if there is not an instrument panel with some basic stuff, he is not going to buy a Model 3. And we've been told that's not happening. How will we know? That's what I don't understand. Okay, I'm having some angst about the Model 3. Is the design studio going to open in two months? Probably. Probably. Am I going to be forced to purchase an order and design a car I have never seen in person or driven. Yes. Yes. Oh my because God. that's how Tesla does that's it. That's how it on. was with the X and the S. Okay, so let me ask you this. One more question. I know it's a quick aside. I apologize for this. I've in ordered advance. my car. Yes. They've sent me to the delivery hub. Yes. Right? Yeah. I in get Cold there the city. and I drive the car. Yes. Can I test drive it before I sign the papers? Probably what not. if I don't sign the papers? Am I just out my thousand bucks? Yes. You can get the thousand bucks back. Or you just slip down the list. Bucks. So if I'm no, I've already ordered the car and I'm taking delivery. Here's what you do. Don't order the car. You've got your place in line with your thousand bucks. Right. Just wait till you see some of these out in the wild and decide that you really like it. I, I did that with the I X. I can't wait. I know you're making me wait now longer. Then suck it up and be a Tesla owner and just <laughs> buy it. It's going to be great. Drink the Kool-Aid, baby. Don't, now, all I can say is don't give up your spot in the line. How are they going to sell half a million cars to people who've never driven them. So we're not talking about Tesla fanboys. No. We're not. We're talking about Orphan Girls. We're not. We're talking. These people have already defined themselves as fanboys because they gave $1,000 already without sight unseen. Beyond that, just look at how many Tesla podcasts are. Listen to how many people, and I'm going to call them people, listen to us, three idiots. There's a lot of people out there. They say, oh, I can't wait for my Model 3. When I was at the delivery hub, at the end, right after my, quote, 15-minute experience, there was like a group around me. Everybody's talking Tesla. They're like, oh, you do the web? You do the podcast? Blah, blah, blah. And all these guys have Teslas on order. Yeah. yeah. Tom, I believe that uh, as we get closer to full production that you'll be able to go and look at a Model 3. I don't know where. But surely that'll happen because this is a Matt market car. Hey, further on this heads-up display stuff, Robert put a um, screenshot here. He said, yes, I understood that there are heads-up displays in cars, right. but they are what I would like to call Poopy. Poopy, exactly. That's the word I was going to use. I've actually driven a car with a heads-up display. I had to squint so intensely during the daytime to see the heads-up display. I found it to be like accident producing. I uh, rented a car a couple of years ago with a heads-up display that just had the speed, and I found right. it actually very useful. I just look out into the distance and I saw my speed. So, so which I one the... of us said that there were no heads-up displays? I said there uh, were you... no useful heads-up displays. Oh, so that's what it was. Adam Solway says, thanks, boys. Now, remember, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Adam Solway is a marathon runner. He ran the LA Marathon. He listens to Talking Woo-hoo! Tesla. Ta-da! At mile 15, his name was mentioned. It made him feel good. He ran a three-hour, 45-minute marathon, which, if that you don't know about is marathon, is fast. Personal Freaking best. No, that's quick. It's quick? Quick. Fast is the top speed. Quick Quickness is how fast you do it. Well, he's quick, mate. He's a quicker. You know how long it would take me to do a marathon? A week and a half. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I actually watched the uh, LA Marathon because my son's a runner, and uh, he's a really good runner. And he's like, no, hasn't done a marathon yet because he's still in school. And he wants to wait till the end of school. But he's like, if I could run a 330 marathon, I'd be ecstatic. 
Under four hours is fast. No, it's not. It's quick. <laughs> Alejandro Peña says this. He has an idea that maybe uh, Model 3 is going to skip enhanced autopilot and perhaps go straight to full autonomy. What do you say, guys? Nothing? I Crickets? Think, I think that depends on when you get it, right? Autopilot is going to be available when it's available. And the expectation I have is by the end of this year, 2017, that the car will have the capability of going full autopilot. My only question is, will Tesla keep the switch turned off in jurisdictions where it's not allowed? Because they personally, as a corporation, I shouldn't say personally, but as a corporation, don't want to be liable for any problems that occur where this is, quote, against the law. But as we reported on in the last few weeks, there are a lot of large municipalities and local governments that have met with the National Highway Transportation Safety Authority about getting uh, standards. And basically, a lot of these uh, municipalities want basically a law I told myself I was going to get rid of that word, basically. I just keep using it. These municipalities want a law that they want to rubber stamp and put right into their local codes. That's what they want. And so this is happening, and it's happening quickly, I expect, end of year. So uh, we don't know. Uh, interesting question. Let's go to Colonel Cornell. Cornell Abram. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cornell Abraham. Why can't I read? I don't – I honestly, I don't know. At one point, I thought you were just being funny. No. But now I'm, I'm actually very concerned about you. I am dyslexic. <laughs> I'm, I've got a problem. How did you get through medical school? Not by reading. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says this. Uh, he thinks that there will basically be two batteries on the Model 3. We did a lot of speculation. He basically? says they're going to have a 55 oh. – oh, shit. Jeez. A 55 kilowatt hour and a 70 kilowatt hour. The base will get over 250 miles because we all agree on that. But then what will happen is when the performance edition, when the all-wheel drive, when the dual motor, when the fasty fast version comes along, it will have a 75 kilowatt hour battery, true or false, Tom. So you're saying the more important thing is that you're saying that not it's not going to be and on day one. There won't be a P version. There won't be a D version. No, there won't be. Elon has said that there's only going to be a rear wheel. Vo- oh, you didn't listen to the show last week, did you? Oh. There's only going to be a rear wheel version for at least six to nine months, maybe a year before you get a full performance edition. That was on the show. You don't listen. Whatever. He also said this. <laughs> he doesn't like our 45th president. And in fact, he can't even say his name. He's just calling him the 45th president. I am trying to recover from that last piece of news. And Mr. 45. And uh, Robert is linking him here to a little ad about Impichara, which is a drug that you can take if you're finding some anxieties. Patrick Reed says, hey, Robert, I listened to you uh, say that you gave 100 bucks to our children's trust. Now, this was the group that's suing for climate change issues. Yeah, these are the 20 kids, 3 to 20 years old, who are suing the federal government and the fossil fuel industry or uh, companies individually for taking away their constitutional rights to life, liberty, and to an environment that will support them going forward in the future. This thing is advancing. Uh, Ourchildrenstrust.org, good organization, but it costs a lot of money to bring a lawsuit to the Supreme Court, which is where this thing is going to end up, as well as all of the states in which uh, these types of suits have been sort of promulgated. So um, 
Listen back last uh, episode. Go look them up online. I really appreciate. Patrick gave them a hundred bucks. So oh, Patrick, uh, that's pretty sweet. He also said that uh, yes, indeed, Mel, there is a supercharger near Abandoned Dunes, which is this fantastic golf resort. Yeah, and uh, he knows because he lives a mile from it. Bend, Oregon, and has been um, watching it with great enthusiasm. So he's been up watching, and running. He's been I'm watching, watching that, you. He's been watching that supercharger. It's a lot of fun to watch the progress of the superchargers. Let's Isn't do uh, yes. let's okay. do some app updates and let's call this thing done. So first of all, uh, the app that I want to tell you about, I hope I haven't done this before, I need to do a list, is Nest. Nest, which is a thermostat. Here oh, I like in the that one. States. I use that. And uh, it's a learning thermostat, but I don't really care about it. I just use Nest to uh, before I get out of bed where it's warm. Mm-hmm. to turn on the heater in the house so that when I get up, it's warm in the house. It's also uh, really useful for turning stuff off when you get to work and you go, oh, my gosh, did I turn off the air conditioner? You go to your Nest app, you turn off your air conditioner. And in terms of media, my pick, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm a big Twilight Zone guy. Love the original Twilight Ooh. Zone. It was fantastic. The British have one that is even more disturbing and new, and it's on Netflix, and it's called Black Mirror. Watch it. Mm. Totally disturbing. And it has a lot of futuristic episodes about all the dystopian future of all the stuff we talk about. Black Mirror, Netflix, do yourself a favor. Great. I wonder if there's an episode on artificial intelligence. Oh, there's an episode on everything that is bad. Who else? Come on, Tom, tell us about an app. So I actually deleted an app. (gasps) Oh, this is a negative app. This is not a negative app. But okay, so I, from the very beginning of the Candy Crush phenomenon, was playing the original Candy Crush. Got it. I, uh, yesterday... Was on level eleven hundred and twenty-five. Oh my god! I don't know anything <laughs> so about this. Place. I was sounds pretty far. very, very far, and I'm like top ten in the national leaderboards for a lot of the levels that wow. I had gotten to. Like what a almost waste of time. <laughs> a huge waste of time. So yesterday, god. I deleted it off my phone. I got rid of it. It said, "Do you want to delete all of the data? It's gone." Holy. Are you? Are you like going to the Candy Crush twelve step program? I'm, I'm I'm entering the clinic for the Candy Crush. So that is an app I got rid of. So what I will tell you about Candy Crush is don't do it. <laughs> Just don't do it. Those levels get hard. It really works for my sort of like mentality. It, it lets me kind of turn off and only think. It's like super Tetris kind of in a right. way. But I had to get rid of it. <sighs> I feel a lot more calm about it. And my media pick. Is a podcast. <gasps> oh, it's not this podcast. No. no, I don't even listen to this show. Yeah, Apparently, if I'm not on it. Um, it's called Scene on Radio. S C E N E. There's a lot of episodes, but they're currently in the middle of a season about race in America and the the birth of racism and all of this. I don't think it's relevant very, to today. Very, very interesting stuff. It's, I've listened to the four parts so so far, and they talk about how – they even talk about the first court case that right. sort of codifies race as a thing where it didn't really even exist prior to that. Very fascinating. I learned a lot, and that's my recommendation. OK. Robert, give us an app. So last week I talked about Sleep Cycle, which I found to be a very useful app. I use it almost every night. And the little brother is called Power Nap. So if you're like midday, you're thinking, oh, man, I've got X number of hours or I've got 20 minutes, 45 minutes, two hours to take a nap. But I don't want to wake up with that thick head, kind of maybe even a headache feeling, groggy, just upset that I actually took a nap feeling. 
use this app. It's called PowerNap. You can set the length of your nap. You basically plug your phone into a charger. You stick it in your pocket on your clothes or lay it on your belly if you're in your bed. And while you're sleeping, it basically judges at what level you are again and allows you to go down into REM and come back up and wake you up. It might wake you in 18 minutes or 20 20 minutes or 17 minutes. But when you set that limit, you'll get up It'll wake you by that time, and it's designed to allow you to get a nourishing, relaxing sleep as an app. What if I don't have pockets when I'm napping? Well, you just put it on your belly. Or your what if chest. you don't have a belly? What if you're ripped and it would just slide off? <laughs> I was thinking if you had a belly and it slid off because you're like a little mountain. So then, <laughs> media. I already talked about media, the chef's table on Netflix. Uh, my family was already watching it before Tom even mentioned it, and now, now, finally. Robert is hip to the program, going to San Francisco, trying to get reservations because they want to at this Michelin two-star restaurant, Atelier Crin. But I don't think we're going to get Dominique. it because – Yeah, yeah. She's cool. There's I'm a new one. I'm going to eat some foam. There's a new uh, new season. Season four, I believe, is a, a restaurant called Prune in down at, at one and one in Manhattan. Hmm. First and first. Yeah. Amazing. So anyway, my family's into it. We're gonna maybe go to the the little brother version of Atelier Crin called a, te, a Petite Crin. And if you like to read, there's yes. a magazine called Lucky Peach. It's the sort of the companion magazine to um, the Mind of a Chef. It's very interestingly written. Uh, lots of different articles, but you'll find yourself reading an article in there and seeing a little bit more about that on the Mind of a Chef. So. It's very cool. And lastly, there's a podcast we have not yet promoted. Please. But talking about race in America is our very own Derek's podcast. He's the founder of the Talking Tesla Black Black Caucus. Caucus. Uh So I put in a a link here to his race and wealth podcast. I've listened to an episode. The sound quality isn't what we uh, strive for here at Tesla, Talking Tesla, but it is – the content is excellent. He's very knowledgeable and he sort of walks us through many very – or I should say for me, it was like three very complex issues and brought me a different point of view that I really found useful and I really recommend it. Excellent. I will check that out. Race and Derek. Wealth. Thank you. Hey, this has been really great here in the new studios, Mushroom Studios here in Los Angeles. Nuevo. Uh, first one. I think it went well. I think the sound quality is good. I thought I was good. I thought Tom was – he was all right. Robert, phew, he was amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, boys oh. and girls, it's Talking Tesla 80. And we're done. If it's, I had, is this thing on? If I had feelings, you would have just. Put them. Talking Tesla oh, is a production of Bluebeam Incorporated, produced by Mel Herbert and CC Herbert, hosted by Mel Herbert, Tom Wilson, and Robert Rosenberg. To support Talking Tesla, go to patreoncom forward Tesla. And finally, if you love the show, write us a review on iTunes.